0: Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents The Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, call 567 0560 toll free for David Broward or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM Beasley Read Acquisitions or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560
1: QAM.
2: M-O-N-D-A-Y-S-U-C-K-S huh?
0: Two every All
2: right.
0: I be rolling with a trunk load in my 81 Blue right
2: That's here I
0: and if I have to bust a cap I just say I didn't do it
3: Crack City
0: Here I And when I get to Crack City I go to the third world And ask around the club On who be buying my goods I be going to Crack City to the floating nightclubs. Yeah, I be going to Crack City and be stabbing my blood. When I be going to Crack City and unload my junk, I never go to Crack City without packing my gun. Yeah, to rock for every time. I know that every now and then I sell some crack to a white dude. That's it. here I be Some with Buck on the intersection working for free food. That's it. here I be Well, I be cruising by the verbal house with no windows. And be nagging on Moesha, she my favorite home. Oh, Yeah, I be going to Crack City And I go to sell my crack But I be going to Crack City You can count on that I be going to Crack City And blast my rap I be going to Crack City Cause I be bad, yeah to rock for every. I... Right. I'm supposed to be a guitar,
2: man. I'm you
0: talk fast. You mean you can't play no guitar? I don't want no guitar. Oh, fuck it. Panel 3 and
4: 560 WQM, the home of embarrassment that just never, ever ends. No. Just never stops. Oh, my God, have we got a major, major development going on, which I'll get to in a second. Here, The most recent, there's always a new major development. The end of the week last week, we had, as you know, the OJ major development, which is going on for a solid week, which would never end, because there were some people in the building who just never cease to embarrass us. So let me just deal with that first before we get into the latest the latest uh, psychosis. So anyway, the Thursday morning in the Herald on page 21G, which I gave it to uh, Hank, I think, so I don't have that picture anymore, but my memory's real good. So here are these clowns, these embarrassing excuses for human beings, sitting at that table at the Astor restaurant in page 21G in the Herald on Thursday. And there was Sam, our promotion man, and what a joke that is. And there was O.J. in the middle and his uh, latest white squeeze uh, to his uh, left, and then Roy Foster on the end. There was uh, Roy. Yeah. And there was one other person in that picture. And it was former baseball player Pedro Guerrero. Now, why does that mean anything? It didn't mean anything to me at the moment because I knew who the hell it was, but I saw the picture there. Didn't associate it with anything else. And then Saturday morning in the newspaper, in the Herald, lo and behold, I see the same puss, the exact same face. And the headline on the story says, Former Baseball All-Star Busted in Cocaine Deal. How do you like that? Huh? So it wasn't bad enough that we had an axe murder in the middle with two of our people sitting at the table. But now we got a drug dealer and now also in the crowd. WQAM, we never met a gangster we didn't like. How do you like that? All, All right. right. You show us a scumbag, we love him. Pedro Guerrero, who is one of baseball's highest paid stars, was charged with a cocaine conspiracy Friday in federal court in Miami. Agents of the uh, DEA picked him up at his home in the Doral area of Western Miami-Dade and accused him of agreeing to put up the money for a nephew to buy 15 kilograms of cocaine. All All right. right, Pedro, Pedro. Guerrero, whose 44th birthday was Wednesday. Happy birthday, too, by the way, Pedro. Did not pay the money directly to narcotics agents and they did not deliver any cocaine to him, said Brent Eaton, a DEA spokesman. He was picked up at his home at such and such an address, was arranging to get a $100,000 bond when agents left him at the federal courthouse. After having been advised of his rights, Guerrero admitted to DEA agents he knew he was involved in a cocaine transaction and it goes on and on and on and on. And where the embarrassment stops, nobody knows. So I just mentioned that in passing that here you had at this table two of our upstanding people here, Sam Douchebag, and then on the other end of the table was Raw, And in the middle you had O.J. and his newest white girlfriend, and you had Pedro, I never made a drug deal, I I wouldn't admit to, Guerrero. And I thought to myself, Jesus Christ, does this ever end? Does the embarrassment ever stop? No. Do we have any kind of brain here at all in this place? And, of course, when you stop and you put, now, I'm not going to make any accusations. You know what I'm saying? After all these uh, stories we're always hearing about, about O.J. and his little nose problem. But I guess it's kind of interesting and kind of convenient to have a guy who's uh, doing drug deals to be sitting right there at the table for like a real easy, convenient supply. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a little bit of a nose problem there, O.J. As far as anybody else at that table, they'll have to speak for themselves. You know what I'm talking about. So then we get to specs. Now we had this is the saddest I mean this to me is one of the low points in my life. And I really mean that. I'm I'm so embarrassed and humiliated today I don't know whether to scream or just eat forty pounds of elephant crap. Or just throw it at the Virgin Mary. So Specs was our first center one appearance on Saturday. We had a sensational turnout, one of the best ever. One of the best ever. We were there from noon to 2, and I'm going to tell you, I didn't have two seconds to fart. I didn't have a, a moment to spare because the line never stopped. There were, like, young people, old people, beautiful people, ugly people, in between people. Even the were you fudge packing? guy showed up, who turns out, by the way, to be a real uh, fine young man. But at any rate, and my close personal friend Jacob was there. Nice to see you again, Jacob. Don't stay away too long, sweetheart. But, I mean, we had a tremendous turnout. I don't have a figure, but, I mean, we raised a lot of money just on Saturday alone for center one. And the specs people, you know something? When I left there, I said to myself, I'm going to do about a half hour on, from Monday morning praising these people. I mean, this was what a machia, what a pleasure to do business with people like this. They had the display set up, I mean, right in the beginning. they uh, All the people from the store not only were cooperative and enthusiastic, when I left they had me a gigantic Luis Miguel uh, thing, a uh, full, a, whatever you would call that thing, like a mural. that would take up a whole wall in my house, which I will eventually unfold it, and the mural too. I mean, you people at Specs, I love you, okay? Now, the only problem is, and I'll have to got to do spots here, which Tom Jacob, by the way, in his column yesterday, talks about the spots on QAM. And how embarrassing. But you see, Tom, it's consistent. Everything with this radio station is embarrassing. I'm embarrassed to be here. I'm embarrassed to be associated with this place. Because how many times have I been telling you over the last two years, this is a wannabe place? We got a GM who runs this joint, who wants to be a mocher, who wants to be a mover and shaker, who wants to pretend he's a broadcaster. The only problem is he's not. That's the problem. I mean, anybody can come up and say, hey, we'll give you millions and millions and millions of dollars, and we'll get the Dolphins and the Marlins and the Panthers, and we'll be big sports shots, and we can go to Neil Rogers and make him all kinds of promises and give him a lot of money. Anybody can do that. But doing all of the other things associated with it, like being a real radio station and a real business, that requires knowing something about the business. And, of course, here their middle name is, yeah. that's their middle name. Because anything you ask or try to discuss with them having to do with the radio broadcasting industry, the response is kind of like that. So let me do the break, take a deep breath, because I don't know how to get into this next part. I mean, this uh, between the people at Specs and between all the nice people who came out on Saturday and all the other people that we don't even know who they are yet who have been going to all the Specs, I just don't know where to begin other than maybe do a duff right here on the air, okay? Maybe just cry for a couple of hours. And like I said to uh remember that uh, piece that he put in the paper there about Phil and all that stuff about 10 days ago? And like I said, our biggest problem is not on the outside. It's on the inside. Our biggest enemies are within. And by the way, it was sure nice uh, seeing Todd Dreck there at Specs on Saturday. Not. Why do people do that? I mean, don't they understand that most of the people in this building, no matter what people say about any of us, they'll come back and tell us because they don't really like some of those assholes? So, Todd, you can go down there on the second floor and badmouth me all day long, up and down the halls. halls, I'm an asshole, I'm this and that, uh, et cetera, and so on. Don't show up at our appearances. We hate you like poison. We can't stand you. Mr. Dreck? Premium beer.
5: You've downed a red dog. You've chugged a red wolf. Now, open your mouth and wrap your lips around a red cock. Redcock's foamy head will leave you breathless. Redcock goes down easy, and it's never hard on your throat. So reach into that box and wrap your fingers around a long neck Redcock. You can shake it and spray it all over. Remember, you can't beat a Redcock. Just look for the label with the big red pecker on the front.
4: Fourteen past ten at 560 WQAM. So anyway, here, uh, Carol from Center One just faxed me the totals to show you what a great day that we had which also, by the way, I gave you my friend Ron at the hockey game, gave me a $1,500 check, and Fat, fat Boy's got a check in here, too. So 1500 So we're like almost at $20,000 already. How do you like that? Oh, That's just unbe- That's staggering, staggering. And this, by the way, only includes a couple of spec stores. So that's the good news is we're off to a spectacular start, an unbelievable start, and I thank profusely the people at Specs and also a ton of nice people. In fact, when I was leaving... At 2 o'clock, in fact, it took me long after, two because there were people still standing in line, about 2.15 on Saturday. And I almost get to my car, and a couple comes racing over. Neil, they stopped me. They had just driven over from Fort Myers, and somebody had given them some bad directions. So at least they were ecstatic that they could see me before they left, which I don't know why anybody wants to see me. But nevertheless, and they were going inside to buy some CDs and cassettes and stuff. So that's the good news. Like I said, there's the great news. There's the sensational news. We're off to the races. Are we doing it? No. No. You want to know why? Oh, and that drilling. If that, are we going to go through four hours of that today? The drilling? Cause I already feel like somebody's got a drill in my goddamn earlobe. Listen to that. Just crank that thing up, baby. Seven months later, as the Beasley-Reed construction game goes on, I was just telling George during the break, they could have built this entire building from scratch in less than seven months. They could have started from, from an empty lot and built the entire building in less than seven months. And the reason that this project goes on and that the drilling continues and continues, and day after day we come up and get off that elevator on the third floor and look around, and we see no progress, nothing's changing. And you don't want to know why nothing is changing? Because it's the Beasley Reed effing way, because they're paying him piecemeal. They're you know, like maybe uh, maybe they can pay them for a couple hours today and a couple hours next week. Let's hope not too often because the drilling is unbel- unbearable. Seven months later, and they're still drilling and puking and uh, hocking away. It's unbelievable. Greg, you're a wannabe. You're make-believe. You're ersatz. You're not the real thing. Believe me, anybody wants the real thing, this ain't the place. Like Conway Twitty would say, oh, my God, I'm dead. Isn't that what he would say? It's only make-believe. That's this place. So anyway, and I'm trying to postpone talking about it. You, You do see that, don't you? I'm trying to put this off to find the most delicate terms to put this in. Well, let me, let me give you a demonstration of our CDs, which, you know, I realize we have some well-intentioned people out there, but one thing about salespeople, they're all assholes, okay? It's just a matter of degree. There are some nice people in sales, but nevertheless, they're still assholes. It goes with the territory. It's contagious, I guess. We have a former one of our sales holes who hooked George up with a place that was gonna do our CDs for uh, cheaper. Like Tom Green says, for cheaper. And better. And better. And do a real professional job and not have all these typos on the back, which, you know, if it was only the typos, even though it's kind of embarrassing on a couple of the cuts on here, I could live with that. I could live with that. And of course, as far as the artwork is concerned, it's great. It's hysterical. It's well done. There I am with the Pope's hat and the shmat on. And instead of the miter in my hand, I got a big microphone. It's amusing. It's great. Well done. The artwork. Now, let me give you a demonstration of one of the cuts on our Best of Neil CD for 1999. I've pressed a button, by the way. I have pressed it. Believe me. Oh, there we go. Yeah. A little noisy, maybe. Be
2: like, say, and
4: the pause is wide say, open. Like. So to make a long story short, the noise and the hiss and the puking and popping, not to mention the five to six to seven to eight seconds of dead air before each cut starts, is so loud and so annoying that uh, I'm humiliated and grossed out and embarrassed. Because one thing I've never put out is schlock. Somebody's going to make the effort to come to one of our appearances, or even just to get it over the Internet, off our uh, neilrogers.com, however they're going to do it. The least they deserve for their $20 donation to Center One is a quality product. And year after year after year, including last year when George had to do all the legwork himself, because we don't really have a promotions department here at this radio station, basically what we have is an incestuous situation going on here. And that's why everything that we touch is an embarrassment, from the golf tournament to this, you name it. Everything we do is more embarrassing than the last one. My my favorite one on here because they've added all this compression. Whoever these imbeciles were that put the master together for this, this is my favorite. Ladies and
6: gentlemen, if I could offer only one tip for the future, act strange, and people will leave you alone. Uh, uh the rest of my
4: not I could go through the whole bunch, but that would be too embarrassing. Okay. See, I took it home on Saturday after the appearance in which I was on cloud nine. I was euphoric. I was uh, in heaven. I mean, all the really great people that came by. You know, it just makes you feel like uh, something worthwhile is going on. Not to mention all the money we raised for a good cause. And then I put the uh, CD in my CD player at home. And I played, I wanted to see how that Backstreet voice cut sounded and started skipping and skipping. And, pe- and I thought, well, oh, my God, you know, can this really be going on? And so I took the CD cleaner, you know, those little Lush mantas, and cleaned it off. And sure enough, it did play. I wasn't really paying too much attention to anything else other than, will it please play without skipping. And it did. So I thought, okay. Thank God. Then coming to work this morning, I'm in the car. And I thought, well, I better listen to all of these. And I, I just wanted to pull off the side of the road and do a duff and just put my head in my hands and cry for hours. So I want to apologize to everybody who bought one of our – and, of course, I, I'm assuming – I i don't know about the cassettes. I have no way of knowing since I don't have one. See, I don't get anything. I had to ask Duff to go over to our display there at Specs on Saturday and get me one of these CDs because otherwise I get nothing. I have nothing. It's only our stuff. Do I have a, a, a cassette? No. No. So I have no idea. Although I have a deadly feeling that since it all came from the same master, it probably sounds the same as the CD. Although at least one thing, there won't be four or five seconds of space in between because on the cassette they just keep the hits just keep on coming. That's the only thing that I might be able to say good. So I owe an apo- I don't owe an apology. Somebody owes an apology, okay? This radio station owes an apology. I'm tired of apologizing for things that I had no control over. I'm sorry. No, no, it's that you don't owe the apology because, again, if we had a real promotions department involved, this isn't a one-pony kind of a project. This is a big project to raise $150,000, $200,000, which, quite frankly, this station doesn't raise 50 cents the rest of the year from what I see. But all of a sudden they want part of the credit for it. Oh, they're big shots and they're this and they're that. And in the meantime, what do we get? More crap. That I am so embarrassed I mean, every single one of the best of Neil since we've been putting out CDs, which goes back about almost ten years now. I think ninety was the first one we had. Ninety or ninety one? Eighty
3: nine. Like I said,
4: like I said, ten years. And they all sound fine. The first one was a little primitive, that one with the white label, and that sounded. But it, but it didn't sound bad. It didn't have all that hiss and hum and uh, c- compression on it, and sound real crappy. And this year we even went to the extra length. George said, "Well, you know, a lot of people have said it's in mono every year. Why can't we make it in stereo?" So we went to the extra length of making sure that all the cuts were provided in stereo.
6: I went to the original CD. But, but guess what? Ask
4: me if these are in stereo. Are
6: they in stereo? No.
4: No. No. I think maybe the hiss and the hum is in stereo. I think you get hiss out of the left speaker and a hum job on the right speaker is what you get. Kind of like, hum. like that. Kind of like our signal. Kind of maybe, maybe, in fact, maybe some of the people say, oh, yeah, that's how it sounds on the air. That sounds like QAM. Although they still won't be able to understand the five and six and seven and eight seconds of dead air in between each cut. And when you stop and think that people, and believe me, there were a lot of people there. There were a lot of people. So now that we've gotten off to this great start, the only problem is we're shooting ourselves in the feet again. Again, we got more goddamn holes in our feet than a piece of Swiss cheese. We just can't stop doing it.
7: Shooting and shooting and shooting. And shooting. Even Peter North never
4: stopped this much. And of course, you know, this morning I'm freaking. I'm just freaked out when I come in here, psychotic. And we're trying to figure out how do you rectify a situation like that. What do you do to make it right? Because, and I, I could have not said anything on the air, but that would be, I mean, that would be grotesque. I can't do that. I'm not interested in pissing off thousands of people out there and putting out a schlock product and taking their money for it. I mean, this radio station would think nothing to that. This is the same radio station that takes money from advertisers who are buying the Neil Rogers show and stuck it in Marlin games all this last season and told them, uh, with a bait and switch, one of the worst, one of the most unethical I've ever seen in my life and told the advertisers if they complained about it, oh, well, you're not buying the Neil Rogers show. You're buying a day part. So if it was an afternoon Marlin game that took place from uh, between 10 and 2, like at 1.30 in the afternoon, well, you're just buying that time of day. So if you don't like being in the Marlin game, it's <laughs> too bad. See, this is why they don't understand things like credibility and ethics and reputation because they don't have any. How can you be concerned about that? Just like the OJ business, the only concern our management had about that in the early part of the last week until it finally blew all beyond their control was how come I'm on here talking about it and Mandich and Hank are on here talking about it and why don't we just stop making so much trouble? So I could do the same thing with the CDs. I could have come on and not said anything and keep promoting this thing and people running out there to specs and buying them off our internet site. So now basically what we've done is brought the thing to a screeching halt. And I don't have any easy answer for it. I don't know how to rectify it. I sure as hell don't want to stick people with crap. And that's what you came and got on Saturday. All all zillion of you that showed up there on Saturday, we gave you crap. And I apologize for that, but like I said, I have no control over that. You know, all of these things are out of my hands. I pick the stuff that we're going to put on there, and then uh, from there it goes through a process, and all of a sudden these things magically show up, just like we're there on Saturday. And we, do we have the uh, keychains? No. Are those sounds on that we've been talking about for months? No. No, not ready till Wednesday. I'm told. Is there any excuse, any reason why they shouldn't be ready till Wednesday? No. No, not really. I mean, that's something. We, how long has that been in the works? We've been talking about that for months. Months and months and months and months. It's like the Beasley construction project on this building.
7: So it goes to show you, even when you
4: try to do something good, you still can't do it. You still wind up looking like a jackass with this outfit. You still wind up looking like an idiot. So as a result of that, I, I, I'm beginning to understand why we have a whole bunch of people in this place. Please, just come in, go home, give me the check, and just do as little as possible because every time you try to do something extra try to do something good, they make you look like a fool anyway. Like that great ad ad campaign we had on TV last year, <laughs> $140,000. They might as well have had a bonfire. They might have fed some starving kids or bought some textbooks for kids that can have no textbooks to take home at night with that 140 dollars With all the thick, pasty... uh, I still have pores in my face that still have some of that pancake makeup in it. 1026 at 560 WQM. Your unbelievably embarrassing station for the 90s.
2: Hey, Neil,
4: Fuck you.
8: Eugene, dinner
2: time. Oh, no, another night of cheap Italian food in a can. Yo, 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 man, check it out. Who are you? It's me, Homeboy R.D. What? Yo, man, toss out your studios and get down with some Homeboy R.D. hoes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you got a can opener? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yo, man, and Homeboy ID got all kinds of stuff, and it's all made homie style. Oh, boy.
5: It's Homeboy R.D. And ain't no little service neither. You
9: can
2: feed the whole crew with an all new game size can. Hey, gee, that's large. Come on, man. Get <laughs> with the plan and get the food in the cans that tastes like the food in the
4: cans. Homeboy, I did. Drive by and pick some up. The Ten thirty-two at five sixty. WQM. Here's a call from Orlando. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir.
10: Uh, haven't talked to you in a while, but couldn't resist calling when you're talking about the bad CDs. Yeah. This is sort of pertinent to what you were talking about. Uh last I haven't got the new one yet. Last year I bought part 1 and 2. Right. And that was the first one QAM did, correct? Right. Guess what? It skips. And I drove down to Miami the borders last year and tried to get one and they were all out. So out of all the CDs I have from 93 on, yeah. And yeah,
4: but that must have just been one defective disc because the rest of them are all fine. Oh, boy. So, in other words, it was just your crappy luck.
10: Yeah, that's my luck, but... Uh,
4: no, no, the uh, the quality of the disc has always been really good. I mean, that is, that's one thing. If you listen to Best Of, whether it's uh, Bob and Tom or our stuff or Dick Pertner or anybody that puts out Best Of uh, material at the end of every year for charity, they always sound great. There's never been any problem before.
10: Well, you think they're going to... Um Redo the disc maybe well yeah, uh, we,
4: you know George' talking to the people this morning, obviously, and he just had a call, but the problem is that you know now we got to go back and start from scratch. Who knows how long it's going to take these bozos to re uh, cut this stuff, and i don't I don't even know that I have confidence that these people know what the hell they're doing,
10: well, I'll listen uh
4: yeah, every my, my day and best advice out. is uh wait and I'll let you know when the coast is clear, you know what yeah, I'm saying and I'll drive down to Miami and get me another one and keep the ball rolling okay, thanks, thank you, thanks a lot, Bye. There's a guy from Orlando that's going to come all the way down, but like I said, don't do it yet, pal. Don't do it yet. Just another roadblock, just another impediment thrown in your face. Just one after another after another. Just hop over this. Come on, hop over. You can do it. Hop over this. Hop on it. For example, and I mentioned this before, Tom Jicka in yesterday's Sun Sentinel TV and radio book. Here's a letter. one of the letters that I think Tom mixed these up. You know what I'm saying? I still, you know, he denies it, but I'm positive. That Tom makes these things up, so we can. Uh, he has an excuse to write his own commentary in there. He's so stupid. Yeah, but he's got a good point here. Question: Listen to WQAM AM 560 Radio. They run commercials for unbelievable minutes per hour. One day recently, I left work, turned on WQAM, and made it all the way home without hearing any sports from Hank Goldberg. If WQAM shows are that popular, they should raise the rates, not sell enough ads to fill the show. It's not the Home Shopping Network. I can always listen to music if they keep this up, writes DJ in Plantation. Tom Jicka's answer, I don't know what line you're in, but you have more common sense about running a radio station than most of the broadcast executives in town, especially here. Don't blame the talent. Goldberg constantly complains about the heavy commercial load, and Joe Rose got suspended from the morning show where the ad load is insane for berating the program director over this issue. Neil Rogers has a clause in his contract that the station can only have four breaks per hour in his show and none can exceed four minutes. Unfortunately, not everyone has his clout. You have the right idea about hitting the button. Problem is, these days when you switch channels, you're liable to be tuning into another station owned by the same people. This is why they can be so brazen. Is that why we're so brazen? Is it because we own all the stations? No. that's Queer Channel that owns all the stations. We only got Power 96 and Kiss My, uh, My Thing, you know? Rectum. Yeah. That's all we got. And I don't think anybody that's listening to us is going to be punching over to either one of those stations anyway no. if you ask me. No, it's not a question of just being brazen, it's a question of being a desperate. I think that's the word you're looking for, because when you gotta keep paying Wayne and John Henry, Wayne and John Henry, John Henry and Wayne, so we can satisfy all the sports nerds out there with these stupid ball games. There aren't enough minutes in the day to uh, stick the spots in. So nice to go in there, Tom. 5670560 pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line? Maybe we got some people out there that have already listened to their CDs. Maybe if I would have just kept my mouth shut, they would have said, oh, these are pretty damn good. You think they would have said that? No. No. They would have said, what a bunch of schlockmeisters those people at QAM are. That Neil is a piece of crap, is what they would have said. And so now we're working frantically to try to figure out, A, how we start all over again, and, B, how we're going to go through the process of exchanging stuff for people already bought crap. Here's a letter to the editor in the Sun Sentinel from Linda Mills in Pembroke Pines who says, shooting was an issue of criminality, not race, about the brilliant Sherry Winston tastes good like a jackass shoot column that we read on the air last week. She says, I was a great fan of Deborah Work. I had hoped that Cherry Winston could replace her with the same style and grace. Ms. Work wrote about people. Color was not an issue other than to talk about difficulties and solutions. How did Ms. Winston's September 29th column about the police shooting of a carjacking suspect come across? That she cannot put being black behind her and move into the world of facts. How did this become a race issue? Would the blacks have had such a strong reaction had the young man been white or Hispanic? Or what if the policeman had been killed instead? Would there have been a demonstration at this funeral to promote increase the peace? Fittingly, on page 6B, September 29, a Digest article reported that a 14-year-old reached for a loaded gun in his waistband. Maybe Ms. Winston should ride along with the police for a while before she's so quick to judge. They put their lives on the line daily for all of us. Her witty sarcasm is misplaced. If she can't raise herself above such a racist attitude, how can she expect her readers to get beyond it? A young man was killed. That's a tragedy. But don't wallow in the, uh, in the, uh, something that he was killed because he was black. He was killed because he was a criminal. He made choices, and those choices cost him his life. I know that Ms. Winston is not and doesn't want to be Ms. Work. However, she is a person to be admired, and I think Mrs. Winston could use a role model right now. Be a good commentator, not an issue promoter. She writes very well. She should put it to the best use she can. Writes Linda Mills and Pepper Pines. Nice going here, Linda. Ow! all these professional uh, ethnics that we got out there, every time a cop does his job, he's a bad cop. And, of course, I did see the piece on 60 Minutes last night about cops covering up for each other in the unwritten code. But you know something? That's not the only profession it's in. The same is true with lawyers. The same is true with doctors. Most professions where they cover up for each other, and it's an unwritten thing. You just don't open up a mouth. And to try to use that or use any other crooked cops to try to justify all the hysteria about this scumbag that got shot and killed who was reaching into his waistband, not buying it. Even somebody who's as skeptical about cops as I am, not buying it.
5: They've just tasted your snapper.
2: And if you find a double over the words you use is a way to make a first impression that well stick like blue. Just keep a simple phrase in your head. These three little words will really not going to stand. They everyone you meet in a simple way. They're guaranteed to get attention. You just smile and say, Hey, it how it timing? That'll catch them by surprise. Why can people you believe that my fly my even open her eyes. I'll say, have it hanging and make it very clear that you'd like them to be close up to you, that you not to be near. Have it hanging. Have it hanging. at 560
4: WQOM. Here's a call from Fort Worth. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir.
11: See that hit on Madonna. Yes. What'd you think about that? What did
4: I think about it? I think that this uh, maniac should be uh, suspended for the rest of the year.
11: How come they don't ever do anything like this? Somebody's going to get killed one of these Right.
4: That's right. That's going to be next. is They have no respect for each other. The hit on Newendike was unacceptable and one on Sidor. It's like they put half the team out the first night.
11: You know, they're playing Friday.
4: Right. They're playing each other again Friday. It's going to be a bloodbath.
11: I think so. I, I think somebody's going to have to do something. Stop this. Uh, you know, started. The last one I remember was the hit on McCartney. Uh,. By uh, Lemieux in the playoffs, and uh, it just goes on and on. And somebody,
4: on Draper, yeah,
11: or excuse me, Chris Draper mm-hmm. knocked his teeth out on the board. and somebody's going to have to do something about this. And uh, I don't know. I'm just curious what you thought.
4: Just totally unacceptable, barbaric, and grotesque. And uh, like I said, these guys. There's some. It's, I think it's going to take somebody getting killed before the league decides they're going to do anything about it.
11: Well, I'd hate to have to see it, but uh, you know, I don't know. We're going to get the game on Friday. Are you going to watch it?
4: Yeah, I'll be watching.
11: All right. Well, I just wanted to call and say hi. Hey, uh, good luck with your uh,
4: Maple Leafs this okay, year. Okay, thanks. Off to a good start. All right. Thanks. All right. Yeah, the Leafs' winter game, and of course the Panther game on the Saturday. I'm sure we're going to get lots of call <laughs> about that. Well, it wasn't too bad. We only had 25 or 600 empty seats. By the way, let me just give credit where credit is due. First of all, the people there in the arena, they they you know, scurried around. They got the goal lights going. They got the new goal lights. Oh. You can see them, nice big uh, red and green lights there. Nice going, guys. Oh. And secondly, they got the sound on the PA system just right. I mean, we couldn't understand what some of the guys who were mumbling were saying, but nevertheless, it's not important that you understand what they're saying. They got the sound right. They had it at a reasonable decibel without deafening everybody at the goddamn arena on uh, the other night, Saturday. And thirdly, the team didn't play as bad as some of us thought. It wasn't a very good game, and the Caps looked really bad, but the Panthers didn't look all that bad. Berea just is worth the price of admission, even though he's still only about 60 or 70% up to speed. But nevertheless, he's worth the price of admission. And Ray Whitney – nice going, Ray. I should have started the show today with Ray Whitney has appeared, but my mind was otherwise distracted for obvious reasons. So it might not be as bad as everybody thinks if we can keep Pavel healthy. And by the way, I hate to break the news to the fans out there. And, yes, Paul Stewart called a really bad game and Burray got tripped three times and didn't call any penalties. But every time Burray would get hit, every time he – oh, my God, the people are screaming – it's a contact sport, boys and girls. It's not touch hockey. They have something called touch football. They don't have anything called touch hockey. The only one that plays touch hockey is Graham James and he's just touching the players. They just don't get it. Although I was, I was, it was interesting when they announced the uh, lineups, well, the, the entire rosters before the game. Interesting to see who got roundly booed. Chris Wells got booed roundly by the crowd, oh. rightfully so, and Robbie Niedermeyer. Oh. And Terry Murray got one of the biggest boos of the night oh. as they were introducing the coaching staff and the players before the game. Not personal, guys. Uh, maybe in some cases it is, but it's just business. Five six seven oh, five, 60, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. It's going to be a long, brutal Monday. I can tell you that. I can smell it already. Here's Cooper City. Hello. Dale. Yes, sir. How
7: the
11: hell are you? Okay. Listen, did you see that... Uh... Article on Scum Central over the weekend with, uh, John Henry
4: giving a million dollars for, uh, stress, uh. That was last week. That was Friday. I'm sorry. That's okay. Don't be sorry. Well, if he's got a million bucks, he's got a million bucks, bucks to give away to a charity in his name for some wing that's going to be named after him, and he, and he do- wants us to give him money. Yeah. And the answer is still, no. No. Still not. No. And by the way, nice way to close out the season yesterday, Marlon, with an 18 to oh! loss to the Braves. Nice way to end the season and leave a really good taste in everybody's mouth. Hey, look, I- I'm sorry, but I don't feel bad for anybody who can donate a million dollars to anybody. I don't. If it's a good cause, whatever. I don't even know the cause, but. You build your own damn park. Yeah, on, I just want to tell you, when that thing gets on the ballot, if they do get it on the ballot next to November, a year from the, from okay. now, that thing is going If you think the penny sales tax got beaten badly, this thing is gonna be like eighty to twenty percent at the least. There is sure. nobody with a brain that's gonna allow public monies of any kind, any tax monies, to subsidize this son of a bitch. We're gonna defeat that just like they got their ass kicked yesterday. Okay. Bye. See you. Eighteen to oh. that ratio sounds good to me. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Aventura, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir.
7: Neil Queenie, you're
6: so bad you stick
4: Here's Miami, hello. Neil Yes sir, that's uh, Pete his boyfriend by the way.
6: I'm glad you caught those boos in the beginning there, for especially for Wells.
4: I loved it. Right, and Niedermeyer. And Niedermeyer. Listen, a guy called the other day, and I didn't notice it. I was at a preseason game, but uh, about the, those new bleacher guys that run around and shoot the T-shirts up. Yeah.
6: Have you noticed them? They do not
4: pay any attention.
6: Unbelievably annoying. They were standing behind us yelling at Kolzik the whole time. Yeah. And banging on the glass. That's, it's horrible.
4: Didn't see that.
6: Horrible, Neil.
4: Would have certainly added to my enjoyment of the evening.
6: Got to do something about those guys. Just terrible. And that 18 nothing yesterday, beautiful. Give me an O.
4: Okay, thank you. Like I said, here's Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going? Okay. Uh, uh, well. Yeah,
6: it's funny. You, you touched on something I was just about to uh, call about. Niedermeyer got almost as many boos as cheers when he came on the ice. I was amazed, though, that, uh, that Rimmer actually acknowledged it. Later on in the game, uh, Niedermeyer was in the face circle whatever, and he said, well,
11: you know, the, the crowd has sort of turned around for Niedermeyer now. He had sort of a a uh, lukewarm, if not cold, reception. I'm just surprised that he even uh, acknowledged that.
4: Yeah. Well, he'll acknowledge it because he's, you know, he's turned on Niedermeyer, So the fact that he doesn't like him now, he'll he'll acknowledge it, it's just like he hated the Beezer, you know.
6: Yeah, that's too bad that you know he gets personal, but
4: well, we'll see what happens. Well, well, what do you mean it's too bad it gets personal when a guy's making that kind of money and is sticking the joint out? I mean, uh, what do you expect the crowd to do? They don't like him.
6: Oh no, no, no I don't blame the crowd. I'm just saying, as far as Rimmer. No, 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 I agree with the crowd. I mean, this is a guy who... Well,
4: forget about Rimmer. I don't want to tell you what Rimmer did in my studio here last night. I came in and all the stuff that I had, all the material that I have spread out here from last week, we let him use the studio for a Sunday Night Hockey show, and he takes it all and sticks it in a big pile, and I come in here this morning already psychotic with this uh, center one disc thing, and I got piles sitting over here.
6: I think he spends too much time with Podvans. Okay. Next, next thing I'll be saying four-letter words on the air.
4: Okay, have a great day, pal.
6: Okay.
4: Nice going, Rimmer. Never again. Okay, that clears out the board, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. See, like I said before, we had the opening hockey game on Saturday, and the calls we're getting there were about, you know, Rimmer said this about Niedermeyer, and this one said that not about how the actual game was or how anybody played or anything about, you know, any, anything having to do with the game. Because like I said, t- oh, and wait till you hear this. Wait till you hear this. The young lady that I gave, and, and I'm not knocking her because two things. Number one, she had the, uh, she was nice enough to come by before the game and thank me for the tickets, and she did show up. And number two, she was honest enough to admit to me that when I was trying to give the tickets away and went through call after call after call, giving the names of some of the most famous players in the game, trying to get somebody to identify anybody to win the tickets, she had the hockey news open to the, to the rosters of all the teams, and she said, no matter who you would have said, I would have won. Now, now she didn't have to be honest enough, but at least she's honest enough to admit that she didn't know what the hell it was all about. Yeah. No, nice going, sweetheart. Thank you very much. No, seriously. I appreciate her coming by and saying thank you, and I appreciate the fact that she had enough uh, honesty to say, I would know Oleg Kvash's number if you stuck it in your record. Nevertheless, it was right there in the hockey news. Yeah. So next time we do that, I'll make sure we give you uh, ample warning ahead of time and give you, you know, and we'll send you all a, a bunch of rosters from all the teams, too and give you like a minute and a half to fumble around and find the number and name. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Look at that. I'm going to go reach for the nothing to reach for. Beautiful. I think I'm going to play music today, You know, I think it would be appropriate. Don't you? In light of the, uh, yeah, I'm just going to play music. Because you know where they all are this
7: morning, you know, sampling, getting all excited. I sampled for 10 seconds, by the way. Picked up right where we left off.
4: Eight minutes before 11 at 560 WQM, Hank Goldberg will be out at PP Park. So actually at 2 o'clock we begin our 800 hours of Dolphin pregame coverage, the Dolphins and the Bills tonight. Hank will be doing a show from the stadium at 2 o'clock. I'm certain not eating any of the food out there. 5 to 9 o'clock, four games of tailgating and countdown and pregame foreplay, and then the Dolphins and the Bills finally 9 o'clock till whenever tonight here on QAM. As the hits just keep on coming. Here's a mobile in Delray Beach. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir.
6: Uh, first of all, I was I I was just jumping for joy when I saw that picture of uh, OJ and Sam and all of them in the paper. Mm-hmm. And then uh,
4: read the read the news Saturday there about Pedro Guerrero. Pedro I mean, Guerrero on the same page, and nobody's got any thoughts about that either. By the way, I mean uh, this. this this to me, I just, I don't, do I just want to put my arms up in here and say, okay, it's a stick up, and I'm the victim, and wh- whatever you want, I'll give it to you. You know, it was that's what a, basically has been done to my center one thing this year.
6: Oh man, that that was, it was just, it was such a confirmation of everything of what total scumbags all these people are here. You know, they're all sitting there and smiling in that picture and grinning away and everything else like that, and they all they all got the runny noses and the. I just think that, that is, that's reprehensible. Yeah. I, I went to my uh, first uh, hockey game at the uh, at the uh, rental Center uh, Saturday night. Yes, sir. And I have to say that the place has absolutely no atmosphere whatsoever. I mean, um, whatever a pit the Miami Arena was, uh, I just I you know I just I
4: don't know I just it just didn't have any kind of feel to the place. Uh, you know, it's pretty and everything else like that, and we had lovely lovely seats and. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed well, the game. All the new buildings are like the Air Canada Centre is the same way it's sterile it it, it was just a and you, you got a new building like that they're never going to have it's like when they replace Fenway Park in Boston next year it, it's never going to have the same uh, feeling that the old ballpark had and the same I, with arenas
2: i i guess
6: it's just it just seems to be a bit of a shame you know i, I was discussing with the the guy that we went to the game together
4: and uh, uh, they don't practice at that little uh, crummy arena anymore in uh, in Pompano. Now they played. They practice at incredible ice, another sterile. Uh, you know. Well, wait a minute. You're not one of these guys that goes to practice, are you?
6: No, 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 oh. no. Not, no uh,
11: but
9: but I just
4: because I, I I'm I worry about people who go to to practice. We get the guys with the butterfly nets to chase those people around. No,
9: I I,
11: I, I mean, just, what difference uh, does
4: it make where they practice? I just, I don't know. It's just like the the, the small town feel of it that, that when the team was with Doug and, and just everything about it. Now what do you mean when the team was with Doug? What does that have to do with where they practice? What did Doug McLean have to do with that?
11: Well I just I just uh uh I went and watched uh Oh of the, my god, a, well, I went watched was one was Let me let me there. tell you
4: right now, Doug McLean is a hard ass, okay, sir. You're another one that knows nothing. Doug McClain didn't like the little guys. That's why there's no Stu Barnes, that's why there's no Marty Straka. okay? Doug McLean, all these people that want Doug back. Doug can stay up there in Columbus. He's a nice guy, he's a friend of mine, he never stole a freight train, but he's a hard ass. Oh, yeah, we had such a small-town feel uh, back when Doug was here. They got hot for two or three months, and right away this guy was a genius. He was a maven. He was an expert. Let me say it again. He was a hard-ass. When he made up his mind that he didn't like it, you weren't going to play no matter what the hell you did. And if he did finally relent and put you out there, you then, uh, whatever that is, scored two or three goals in the first game, or you're going to have your ass back on the bench again. Right, Marty? Is that right? Uh Right. Wine and wine. I thought I was supposed to be the whiner and complainer. Let me say it again. Saturday, there was nothing wrong with that joint. They got the goal lights in there now. The uh, sound of the thing, they finally got it straightened out, thank God. And it was—it wasn't a great game, but it was an enjoyable experience. There wasn't any problem there the other night. Of course, it doesn't have any atmosphere. It's a brand new building. Skid Row's got an atmosphere too, pal.
2: Now all was red next us rednecks sure love. Next just ain't as good unless it's family because all us rednecks practice instead. Now I'm my only uncle, and it worries me. My aunt Esther took me with her back to her double wife. But a deal, ain't got no wheels And inside felt like something died She kissed my cheek and winked her eyes Said, we're all alone in the house But I got sick when she gave me a kiss Chewing tobacco in her mouth All us rednecks sure love incest Just ain't as good unless it's family Because all us rednecks practice incest So come meet my new wife, she's my niece I just got me a farm with horses, chickens, cows and pigs Four by four that I adore, with tires that are too damn big. The rear window, it has a gun rack, that's where I keep my gun. The rebel flag and the back, my neck is red from too much sun. All us rednecks sure loving Sex just ain't as good unless it's family. Because all us rednecks practice in cells. My sister is the one over there with the dirty knees. Every union's it's hard to choose. Who's got the nicest
4: tooth? And I don't like the way my daddy is watching me five sixty, everybody's Q A M. I'm just I'm just thinking of how to approach that thing about this. See first it was the golf tournament. Every year for how many years now? First it was Camilla's House and then Center One. We do the thing for three months. And we make the discs and the CDs and we go out and we do a bunch of appearances and we get somebody that used to be Borders and this year it's Specs who are doing a great job and, you know, a sponsor that uh, cooperates with us and helps us to distribute these. But this radio station, see, that's not good enough because our sales department has to get their testicles and tentacles into everything that's possible. they got to get their hooks into it. And so that's where the golf tournament came. And now we got another thing which I, which I know nothing about. Again, another disaster in the making, some auction they want to do that Duff was telling me about in passing, you know, like ships in the night, some silly auction that they want to do. Again, it's going to be for center one. Do we want anything to do with that?
7: No. no. no.
4: See, if, if our promotions department, if our programming department, if the sales department, if they would all put their efforts into helping us do this one thing and do it right and do it well, we wouldn't have the problem that we're having now with these, with these bogus this that sound like <laughs> like that and we wouldn't have to go through all the embarrassment, and we could do a nice professional job for three months and raise whatever it is that we raise and be proud of it and help a nice charity and do it without all the embarrassment that's always attended to it when you hear a QAM. Why is it that everything we do has to be embarrassing? Is there is there a law written here? Is there something out there on the goddamn door that I missed the first day I came in here? That it's part of the beasley F and way that there has to be embarrassment involved? Just like Todd Drex showing up there with his uh, family on Saturday at the appearance and, and smiling and glad-handing and uh, looking around. I don't understand that. Here is a man who hates me like poison and the feeling is mutual. Does he sell this show? No. No. Everybody remembers the famous Culligan uh, routine. And I mentioned, I mentioned a specific sponsor because it was notorious. And I predicted ahead of time what was going to happen with, it, with a disaster, a nightmare. Every minute of every day that this man isn't doing whatever it is that he does to pass for making a living, he's running around in the hallway up here, down on the second floor, Ah, like like on Friday. The only reason Neil's talking about that O.J. thing, he's got nothing else to talk about. Forget the fact that it was Joe Rose came in to recorded 9 on Friday morning and handed me the Herald from the, uh, that morning with the O.J. picture in there, which is rubbing more salt in our wounds that were already bleeding profusely. Forget about that. The fact that everybody in the building was psychotic about that. No, I was only talking about that because I have no show and I got nothing to talk about. That's right, ain't it, Todd? Is that right? Uh huh. You jackass. See, one thing I can't stand is phonies. I cannot stand people who give you the glad hand and the big smile when you know they can't stand you and the feeling is mutual. What's the point? I mean, if my life is that vacuous that I have to take a Saturday and go out to some station appearance just to go out there and pretend to be a schmoozer, then I would have probably put a gun to my head instead of wasting all the space and oxygen. So stay the hell away, Todd. We don't want to see you. We don't want to smell you. We don't want to know from you. Here's Pompano. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir.
3: I like you using way too much common sense there. Yeah. The uh Dealing uh, with the atmospheres and buildings. I mean, obviously, it comes over time. Like you just said. About, of course. Like, but that's the thing people are saying.
4: How do you build a building and you create atmosphere in the beginning? I mean, there are, there are some exceptions, like Camden Yards, I guess. But that, that was a building that was built, uh, you know, for that purpose, to be schmaltzy and to be a throwback to the old baseball stadiums.
3: Well, sure, but like the old Maple Leaf Gardens, I mean, we went there as children, and that's how you, you grew up in that atmosphere, and that's how it happened. Right. Actually, what's neat is this summer, my godfather is being inducted into the Hall of Fame along with Gretzky. Who's that? Scotty Morrison. Oh really? Yeah. Great. He used to work for my dad in Vancouver. How do you like that, eh? And so hey, so we're gonna go to the uh to the Hall of Fame presentation.
4: And by the way, it sure pleases me to see the Rangers only get a tie out of two games over the weekend. They score two goals in two games, and now they sign Alexander Digg, who's a movie actor, not a hockey player. I hope they wind up spending a hundred million dollars and they still won't make the playoffs.
3: I think they're gonna make the playoffs, but you know, down around the seventh race position. Good. I, mean, I really think that's where they're going to end up. Anyway, I'm so
4: sick and tired of New York sports teams with all their big money trying to buy every championship. It makes me want to barf.
3: But that's kind of life nowadays. Yeah. You know, with the way things are in sports. But anyway, I just kind of wanted to pass that along. And, okay. Um, have a good day. And back to you. Yes, sir.
4: Yeah, that guy that called before, you know, you're so typical. Oh, it didn't have any atmosphere. It's my first time at a building. I, I don't know what the problem was. What was the problems? The problems we had last year was you couldn't see the goal lights when a goal was scored, and you, the goddamn sound system could blast you out of there, and that was basically the biggest problems in that joint. They, they corrected that. Thank you, guys. The Neil Rogers Memorial goal lights there. And it was an enjoyable evening, and we won the goddamn game. But this freaking town,
8: wah, wah,
4: wah, all they know how to do is complain. And by the way, Greg Kotex has a column that almost makes sense if it weren't for the stupid headline, and I realize the guys don't write the headlines for their own stories. Bure displays Marino-like potential. Some jackass put that headline in the Herald this morning on Greg Kotex's column. It's a great column about Pavel Bure. But again, again, this Wednesday night is going to be the second home game. The L.A. Kings weren't exactly a great draw. So there's another excuse for people not to come by. But I'll say it again. Pavel Bure is the greatest athlete who ever played any sport in this town, including Dan Marino. I don't care who it is. He is the most exciting, the most dominating, the most uh, tremendous athlete who ever played any sport in this town. And everybody we talked to after that late in that game on Saturday agreed with at one point, and that is he's worth the price of admission alone, just watching him. So if we have a crappy crowd there on Wednesday, it'll, I have no answers for you, okay? If that's the case, it's going to be a long, desperate year, win or lose. And there we go with the drilling again. Nice going. Picked a good day for it, too, baby. You picked a real good day to be starting drilling under my goddamn... Rectum. ...loud as can be. This guy's going to come through the floor here any second. Can you hear it? Listen to that. I think
6: it's right on the other side of my wall here. Thank you.
4: 10 past 11. I mean, I don't, you know, I I can, we've always had a little bit of that going on around us, but I mean, when it's right under your goddamn ass and it sounds like the guy's going to come flying through the floor or the ceiling or the wall any second,
8: it's a little bit too goddamn loud. You get it?
4: Do it like after hours. Do it when Hank is on remote out there doing a show out of the building, okay? We got 8 million hours of programming coming from outside the building, but they got to do it now because maybe they actually paid him to work a couple hours today. You think they did? No. No. Okay, eleven fifteen to five sixty QM. Here's a call from Hilversum in the Netherlands.
9: That's right. Yes, sir. How you doing, Neil? Great. Man, I miss you, man. I miss uh, Florida, man.
4: How can you say that when you're in the Netherlands? It must be a real crappy part of town.
9: <laughs> hey, it's just cool, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, I think we got up to like sixty degrees today. So where,
4: where <laughs> is Hilversum?
9: Um, just just south of uh, Amsterdam.
4: Oh, not bad. How about how far?
9: Uh, about a half hour on the train. Not too bad. Yeah, not too bad.
4: So how long have yeah. you been there?
9: I've been here for almost two years. Right. Yeah, but I used to live down in uh, Pembroke Pines.
4: And you miss and... Pembroke, and you're a half hour from Amsterdam you're living in, and you miss Pembroke Pines?
9: <laughs> no, I just miss, I, I miss my beloved Dolphins, man. What's yeah. <laughs> but we finally started to get, like, NFL on TV over here this year. Right. We're like uh, almost—it's—it's um, it's almost human-like to be
4: here. <laughs> so Neil. Yeah. In other words, you're, 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 that's the only thing that you miss is the National Football League.
9: I miss the weather, and I missed yeah, and I and I, I missed the football. Yeah.
4: What is it that you're doing there? You work there?
9: Yeah, I work here.
4: Doing what? Uh,
9: right. Medical electronics. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a—it's a, it's a fun job. I get to go uh,
2: travel all over Europe and stuff. but. Uh yeah. <laughs> okay, that's the
4: end of that call. I think we cut it off. Maybe we were paying for it. Okay, nice hearing from our friend in Hilversum, south of Amsterdam. Excellent. Good start. I didn't hear him complain about the drugs and the filth and the, all of the other stuff. Not even once. Did you hear him? No. No, like that other jerk that called a few weeks ago. Screw you, Neil, that guy. No. This guy sounded pretty happy. He's just trying to rationalize, make us feel better. He misses the Dolphins. And this is Pembroke Pines. You believe him? No. No, I don't. Five six seven O five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Kendall. Hello.
6: How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Uh I hate to compound this uh O J problem, but it uh,
4: compound was, away. uh
6: my uh alarm went off at eight AM on Sunday morning and you know what kind of programming your station has? That
10: religious stuff? Yeah. Well, today's sermon was from the United Methodist Church Today? of Carl
6: Gaylor.
4: Is that a sermon on the worst team?
10: No on
6: Sunday.
4: Oh, yesterday, yeah.
6: Sunday morning. And uh, today's uh, topic was
9: forgiveness. And guess who was injected into the sermon at this
4: church? OJ. The guy mm-hmm. said even OJ would be uh, forgiven at their church. So you might want to find out who in your station is going to the United Methodist Church of Carl Gables. Maybe we can hook him up. Exactly. This guy went on to say that
6: No matter what he did, that in the eyes of the Lord Mm -hmm. and in the eyes of the church, he would be forgiven. Isn't that great? Religious wackos, sir.
4: Yeah, well, that's the whole concept with these religious nuts, is that it doesn't make any difference if you're a good person. If you There's no incentive to be a good person. In fact, that whole Christian bullcrap about, oh, good works alone won't get you into the kingdom of heaven, you have to believe our bullcrap. If you say you believe our bullcrap, no matter what you do, we'll forgive you, and you'll wind up in heaven with the angels and whatever else. It's ridiculous. It's insanity. There's no incentive to be a decent person with religion. It's garbage. Well,
10: he also mentioned this station by name. He said uh, QAM uh, carries our uh, broadcast, and it's a sports station. Yeah. So i got a feeling there's some inside uh, stuff going on here. Sounds like a conspiracy
6: to me. Sounds
4: like more OJ crap. We just can't get rid of the OJ droppings, you know? <laughs> okay, thanks for the bad news. All right, sir. Just today I needed it, too. It's like Jesse Ventura, you know. I mean, I applaud him for the things that he said, the Playboy interview and all of that good stuff. But the fact is that sooner or later, they have to bring all these people back to reality. I don't know if anybody saw Meet the Press yesterday with that jackass, that fat-faced, uh, red-faced, pushed uh, Tim Russert. And they had Jesse Ventura on there, an interview they taped on Friday. And, of course, you know, sooner or later, all these pious people, these pandering liars in the media, they got to bring them back to earth, you know. Oh, you don't really mean this, you know, and uh, don't you believe in God? And I will say this, you know, he stood up pretty well for the thing about ripping organized religion. But then when, uh, you know, Tim Russert puts him on the spot about, well, uh, let me ask you, Jesse, don't you believe in God? Oh, uh, yes, I do believe in God. But that wasn't good enough. But do you believe that Jesus is the son of uh, of God, etc.? And there was a long pause, and he kind of hemmed it hard, and like, ah, uh, uh, yeah, I believe that. Now, does anybody believe that he believes it? No. Of course not. I believe he meant exactly what he said about that, that it's a sham and a bunch of garbage for weak-minded people, because that's what it is. But in America, you can't say that. I mean, I can say it here on the air because who the hell am I? I'm a nobody, okay, working for a make-believe radio station. But there's a guy who's like the governor of Minnesota, who some people think ought to be the president, who's got balls as like an elephant, and they have to, like, back him down. Don't you understand? they got to back him down. Like, nobody in any responsible position could really say that. I mean, at least let's, let's hear you say you believe in God and Jesus, too. And you're like, ah, yeah, okay, I believe it. I mean, I was a little bit disappointed in that, but I understand. I realize the limitations and, and what this guy is up against. It's the American and way. You just can't come on there and tell it like it is. And all of these crazy uh, right-wingers, all these lunatics, oh, yeah, it doesn't make any difference what you do. Look at Jimmy Swaggart. They brought him back so we could rip off some more people. Jim Baker and Tammy Faye, they let him out so we could rip off some more people and start a new deal. And that's what it's all about. It's a scam, like he says, for weak-minded people. And he told a story about some friend or relative of his who was uh, having a baby baptized and telling all the money he had to pay for it. And he said, how come it cost you money? Why should you have to pay for that? And the response, as usual from the religionist, was
8: Eww. like that.
4: Like, why should you have to pay extra to go to a temple on high holidays? What's that all about? And the response is,
8: Eww. oh, I
4: don't know. It's a tradition. Don't ask me why. It's a tradition. Like slavery and like, uh, you know, picking your nose. Although I do enjoy picking my notes. Five six seven pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
6: I have a good idea. Let's call UPS out to the National Cardinal Center. Box up Robbie Niedermeyer and Chris Wells. Send okay,
4: okay, thanks. Let's do it. You go ahead and do it and let us know when you're finished, okay? Five six seven pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. What is wrong with these Panther non-fans? There are, more, there are no Panther fans, don't you understand? There are, there people, are a few of us. There them. are a few of us, but there are people in the building. Don't you understand? I've been saying that for years now. A bunch of people in the building, especially in the new building. Uh, we were there Saturday night, and the only thing get to gets on and you're right about Pavel Burry. The guy is absolutely a dynamo. When he gets on the ice, you just know something's going to happen. Right. There's electricity. It's unlike any other sports person in this set. But the other thing I wanted to to mention is, you know, what drives me nuts is we sit there, and I've got two kids and my wife, and the four of us spend a lot of money to go to those games, and these assholes that have to get up and order this and order that and worry about who's sitting behind them and beside them and in front of them. Sit your asses down and watch the hockey game. Mm -hmm. What is wrong with these people? Oh, yeah, I I still got the crazy shufflers with the kids in front of me. I mean, I've got my Including kids the play. one guy, including Daddy, who now is so pissed off he won't even turn around and look at me and speak. Which is fine, because like I said, I don't like phonies. But stop holding the kids up in the air anyway, okay? That's, who cares? We don't. We don't go there to see your kids. Yeah. My kids go there actually to watch the hockey game. They love it, and they're sitting there as fans. Unlike half of the adults that go there, if you could call them that. Mm-hmm. But I am just so sick and tired of the five thousand dollar necklaces. These beautiful, think-they-are-women going there, standing up in front of everybody and parading around when there's a hockey game going on. Yeah. And I guess they pay their money for their tickets, but they sure as hell bother me. Well, they don't pay their, because they pay their money doesn't mean they've got a right to stand up and block everybody else off. And that's why a lot of people stay home, by the way, and watch it on TV. I'll tell you what, when we had the Marlins tickets, I would not go unless I had the front row and the upper deck, because I am so sick of people walking in front of me. These fans down here have absolutely no idea when there's a stoppage. Okay, well listen. I'm What's glad you had a good on. time. Thank you. Five six seven. Everybody had a great time there Saturday. Ah! Oh, oh. We had a good time. I mean, it wasn't the most exciting game in history, but we had a good time. I got no complaints.
7: No. <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty
4: pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Anybody see Jesse Ventura on Meet the Press yesterday? No. Huh? Here's Fort Myers. Hello.
9: Hey, Neil. Went to my first professional hockey game Saturday night. Had a blast. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what everybody's complaining about.
11: The atmosphere was fine for me. We had a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to go back. Only one complaint. 300-pound woman right behind me with gas.
4: Mm-hmm. Horrible gas. Well, goes to the territory, man. And,
11: and the alcoholics with the urinary infections. But other than that, I had a great time, and I'll be back. Okay. All right.
4: Excellent. See you Wednesday night, L.A. Kings. 600 open lines here this morning. The cat's got their tongue. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. You know something, Jeff, hi. There's another one. See, basically, what this radio station is all about, and, of course, it's no coincidence because our sales manager, her husband is the sales manager for Clear Channel, so there's this really very bizarre, not just incestuous relationship, but, like, a lot of people would call it a conflict of interest. And so all the losers from over there, all the people that they don't want to have, she hires and brings them over here. Not to mention that boy who thinks that he's going to put a spot on the air for me, who tries to get a spot on the air that we can't do anymore. And number two, I've never heard about in the first place. Another Jeff High nightmare. How can this be going on? How can this man put spots on the log? I thought only the water Nazi could put spots on the log. How is this possible? We cannot do those spots live, Jeff High. It cannot be done. It's ill. Freaking legal, you fat piece of turd, idiot! You don't you understand it? No. Don't you get it? No. Is it possible to go out and actually sell one real account on this show? No. No. And they wander around here just like Greg Reed this morning comes in going. Like oblivious. I mean, is he listening to this show? Is he aware of there anything going on here besides there's a goddamn ball game? Is he aware of anything else in the world? No. No. God, how how is it possible if I could just begin to tell you, life could be beautiful like my mother always says, but it's not because there's a lot of assholes running around. If I could just convey to you how frustrating it is to work for somebody who is so detached, so uninvolved, so far, so many light years away from the business that we're supposed to be in, that's the source of frustration. I don't think he owns a radio, to be honest with you, maybe in a car. This station stands for nothing.
2: It's so hard to be myself Because the group that I'm in Sounds like everyone else on the charts and we all dance. And we sing just like girls. And we wear really tight I think With Are we back straight boys? we made of condition? Or anything cause I'm confused. Got no clue. I'm in Baby, it's boys and men The sounds All around Every group sounds The same Yeah, we're painfully lame Baby, it's your joke And boy, it's on too She'll sounds just like us. A... Once he's
4: the boys. We're confused to here because we work at WQM. We work at a crazy house at Insane Asylum, 1133 at QAM. So somebody faxes me, by the way, the article about Pedro Guerrero from Saturday's paper, and also faxes, and thank you very much, although it's not a very good fax, from Friday's Herald. The picture there, the infamous picture from the Ass uh, restaurant, and he asks on the bottom of the fax, is there Pedro with OJ and, and uh, Roy on Friday the same Pedro in the news on Saturday? And of course the answer is yes! Yes. yes same uh, drug dealer. I mean, I think everybody that goes to dinner ought to bring their drug dealer with them, don't you? Don't you think that's a good uh-huh. idea? Why the hell not?
2: <laughs>
4: I mean, I won't get choked up about it or emotional because we've got plenty of other stuff going on here to get real emotional about. But at any rate, you know, we'll do the best we can. That's all we can do because otherwise this place could drive you to lose your mind. You really could. I mean, my head is just, it's like, it's like there's a man with an anvil. It even stopped doing the drilling. It's like there's a man with an anvil. How about, do you think Advil will do it for the Anvil? Do you think that might uh, help? Unbelievable. The home of absolute ineptitude, and, then the, and it just keeps coming. It's, it's like a snowball that you're rolling down a jug, like the the Alps. It's like you're in a goddamn Swiss Alps, and you're rolling a, a little snowball, and it's rolling downhill and getting bigger and bigger till it's like a goddamn avalanche. Like this fat boy thing. Everything we've done, I've been here for like, uh since about nine, uh, whatever, quarter to nine, uh, less than three hours. And you think if you had a bad night's sleep last night, you had a nightmare. We've had 40 nightmares here already this morning. It's not even noon yet. Oh, and As soon as I said that, they started the goddamn drilling again, by the way.
8: Cut the goddamn drilling, you asshole. Come back after two, jackass.
4: Fat boy, there's another. Is there any reason, is there any excuse in the world why he should be here? No. he's in his building? No. No. Another game player, we warned them. We told them. We begged them. We've worked with this big, disastrous person before. Please don't hire him. We begged them. And, of course, we're liars, so they naturally ran out and hired him. Everything George and I say, we're liars. We're troublemakers. We know nothing about the business. We're crap. In fact, I wasn't even going to mention it because it sounds self-serving, but Joan Fleischman in the Herald this morning writes a piece about Phil Henry being back on the air. And she says, quoting Phil, it says, Henry, known for his many character voices, calls Rogers the greatest single talent in American radio, and although he'd hate this term, a mentor. Competing with him, if that's what it is in the cards, he says, will be brutal. That's what he said. Are you sure? Well, that's what Joan Fleischman says anyway in the paper. I mean, we respect each other. He's a good talent, a hell of a talent, and uh, there you go. That's what he says. But we're troublemakers. We're bullcrap artists. We got all these numbers on this station, all this revenue, but we know nothing. We're bad guys. So if we try to tell a sales manager here something, who is one of the big, oh, and she, by the way, spent a half hour here Friday afternoon telling me that she's not a liar. Half an hour in response to that uh, thing from the Lago Mar Golf Club. Remember when, uh, when Nixon went on TV and said, I am not a crook? That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, same thing. Maybe we can get you a press conference, screw You can go on the air on television to get your reputation back, such as it is, and announce to the public, I'm not a liar. Anybody believe me? No. No. Just from the meeting we had last Tuesday, I could write a short, a couple, a few paragraphs about the tall tales that this lady told me then. And she comes in here for a half hour, very indignant. i got a lawsuit here. I'm going to sue him,
2: God damn it. He said this.
4: I don't believe it. This is the same screw-in that sat right across the hall in Sam's office there and put Roy. her close personal buddy Roy. up to coming in here that day and starting up right in the middle of the show and sat there laughing hysterically while it was going on. Just like this morning when we come in and, uh, and here's Peter Leonard, another crazy person, standing in there with you. And I'm going ballistic because these CDs are all screwed up. And I says, oh, my God, we got a horrendous problem. And his response is, oh, it'll make good show material. I've been doing this for a 100 years, guys. I don't need to have crises to have good show material. I got a zillion things I talk about every day on this show. I don't need to have people putting impediments in my life to have something to talk about. In spite of what Todd Drex says down on the second floor, this place needs an enema. That's what this radio station needs—a big, big house cleaning. And with the with the impotent general manager we got, it's never going to happen. Because that's the one thing you can bet your life on is nobody ever gets fired in this goddamn place, no matter how many problems they create, no matter how much chaos and trouble they cause, nobody ever gets fired at Beasley Reed. If you can get fired here, baby, you'll really, you I mean, you're going to Guinness Book of Records. It's almost an, an, an impossibility. You could go in there and take a dump on Greg Reed's desk right now, and he'd probably say, boy, that's an interesting flavor.
7: That's right. He'd
4: probably say, by the way, you smell that? What's that? Yeah, he. I'm telling you, that's what he would say.
8: Yeah.
4: Right. I'm not saying he's not the most aware guy in the world. He's out of touch. He's out of the loop. He's out of contact with reality. That's why we had somebody trying to put a live spot on his show this morning that he knows I can't do live, that it's against the law for me to endorse a bunch of lawyers on air as much as I love Randy Maltash and my friends at the Ticket Defense Team and a spot ran on tape, which is great, and I love them, but I can't do it. Did he ever ask me about it? No. No.
3: He said that was a mistake. He put the order in wrong.
6: He knows you can't do it. He screwed up. The
4: first thing he said was that I have the copy for it. That was the first thing that he said. Wasn't that the message you relayed to me? Was that Jeff High says you've got the copy for it, mister? Well, that was
6: before you said
4: that. was before I outed him on the air about him trying to pull another one of his goddamn shady deals that he's notorious for and slipping something through that he doesn't bother telling anything about. Like that restaurant he tried to put on his show where the food tasted like (laughs) wreck, like like somebody had done that pile right on a goddamn uh, tray. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. So what we have basically is anybody at Clear Channel that they can't stand, that they can't tolerate there anymore, they just ship them
7: off over here. And we
4: say, oh, yeah, let's sign them up. They'll write a lot of business. How's the Culligan man doing, by the way? Yeah. This fall
5: on CBS, meet a small town priest who speaks the word of God and adds a few choice words of his own. It's Father Tourette's mysteries.
4: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to join together this <laughs> damn <laughs> sucking little sucker mother. In holy matrimony.
5: Father Tourette Mystery, a new kind of family drama from the producers of Chicago Hopeless and NYPD Blue Ball. Oh boy, oh
2: you slut, oh you little 4 bag monger, you f***ing bastard here.
5: Sunday this fall, spend an hour with Father Tourette right after an all-new season of Touchdown There by an Angel, only on CBS.
4: It's 11.45 at 560 WQ. Well, I finally got a nice smile on my puss because I just received one of the most unbelievable faxes, which I won't read on the air, but it's uh, <laughs> it's
5: great.
7: <laughs>
4: Woo! Here's Sunrise. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, well, he asked uh, Jesse, you know, if, if Jesus was his savior, that's when he was, Jesse, with Eminem and Aurin over there. But better than that was when Reggie White was on. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Oh, it's boy. I forget about it. Yeah. And he was asking what was wrong in America, and he said there's no discipline with kids. Yeah, he, he only uses, he whoops them. He whoops them, his little boy and little girl, he whoops them both, but then he gives them a big hug after they right. start bleeding. He, said, you know, so you with his belt.
1: he goes, I don't spank them, I use a belt. Right. Oh, but that's and what then, i And you notice when
4: Tim Russert said to him, uh, Well, certainly when you were playing in the NFL, you must have played with some players who were homosexual. Oh, no. Uh, no. Oh, oh no. 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 No, no, of course not. Nobody. No. Oh, only Reggie. <laughs> unbelievable maybe he hit them with a belt could be in the locker room you know after the towel or maybe with the tongue <laughs> after the towel snapping mm-hmm. right okay thanks Bye. yeah Reggie White there you go they just keep dragging parading this goddamn bigoted farts around over and over again and you know yeah, who the hell needs him what's the point like he, like he's going to give America lessons on morality and on, on, on intelligence maybe we can get Evander Holy Molyfield we can all join his church too and find out how to be the father of our country 5670560 oh, pound 560 on the AT&T line. You see, America, this is everything is cookie cutter, baby. You can't really be an individual. You can't really tell it the way it is because it don't take very long before they all bring you back to a reality. Just like poor Jesse, who's trying to do his best to stick to his guns. But oh, you know, we got to ask him these questions because if he says no, then he's totally out of step. So let's see if we can't embarrass and humiliate and make him squirm and wiggle a little bit. And, of course, he's going to say he believes in God. And Jesus, well, uh yeah, I guess so. Tim Russett, you're an asshole, baby. You're a big, fat-faced, drunken Irish piece of crap with red cheeks. And your wife couldn't write a book if somebody stuck a gun in her. Backed I'll them. tell you that right now. His wife was the one that wrote the book about the uh, Versace murder in Cunin and wrote the thing about the glory holes. And about guys sticking their under the goddamn uh, stall while they're doing the limbo rock with their something that rhymes with the uh, rock? Here's uh, West Palm Beach. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir.
7: Hi, Neil.
11: Listen, I was uh, just wanted to talk to you a little bit about this OJ thing. I know you beat it to hell over here,
10: but uh, I was listening to you all week and hearing all you guys with your comments about OJ, and I agree 100%. And after listening to that letter that you uh, read on the air the other
11: day, my question to you is, what does the management say to you when you confront them and they deliberately went out to put this bum in this
8: golf tournament?
4: That's what they say.
1: I mean, that's, that's
4: no answer. Uh, well, I'm just telling you. They just give you like, oh, they're, they're embarrassed, they're upset, and, and nothing happens. That's all. Greg Reed scratches his head, and it's like he's uh, in limbo. He's in suspended animation.
10: Do you think they do it just to get the publicity, whether it's bad or good?
4: No. No, I, they do it because they're inept and because we've got a bunch of loose cannons running around here who have jobs for life. In any other business, there would be one, at least two people, maybe even more, who would have been fired by now. I mean, that's guaranteed. There is no question about that. And to the best of my knowledge, nobody has been fired, suspended, anything, unless uh, I'm missing something somewhere.
9: And then after all this
11: bad publicity, you think they would come on the air. I mean, and I give mean, Hank, a Hank, ta- Hank
4: talks about the bad food at uh, uh, JRS, which he's absolutely right, at PP Park, and, and, you know, makes a couple of comments about two troublemaking bitches in his building, and right away they suspend him three weeks, part of that without pay. And then Joe Rose gets the bet out of shape with our program director one day about running 80 minutes of spots an hour, and they suspend him for a week. But we got guys out here who are subjecting this place to humiliation and embarrassment. And to the best of my knowledge, nobody's suspended. Nobody is fired. Not one piece of action has been taken by our general manager, Greg Reed, who is the most impotent human being I've ever seen in my life.
11: But you would think that after all this, at least a public apology to you and the rest of the
4: group. I talked about that on Friday. There is nothing going on. Absolutely nothing. Okay, thanks for lot. And the man was in here this morning, and he said,
8: "Yeah, <laughs> Good
4: luck, pal. Good luck Thank to you. us. Good luck to us here. Try and somehow to survive and keep our heads up straight. Keep it straight. You're embarrassing, Craig. You're embarrassing us. You're degrading us. You're subjecting us. And, and the people running around here, oh, it's good show material. I'm serious. Whatever mental institutions we've got down here, they could fill an entire ward with some of the people running around loose in this joint. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Mobile in Miami. Hello. Yes, sir.
6: Hey, Greg, how you doing? Okay. Hey, Neil, I'm just calling for Greg Reed. That, that man's a piece of crap because when they had that pound, that six ten dollars giveaway, yeah. my girlfriend won it, and he didn't give it the money.
4: Mm-hmm. He didn't <laughs> give it to her?
6: He didn't give us $10,000. That's yeah. the piece of crap that he is for real in life. And that's all I want to say. Thanks, Neil.
4: Okay. Well, don't be listening to Power 96 anymore. I saw Kid Curry in the hall, by the way. I said, how's my tickets going? Oh, you got them. Don't worry. Yeah. My Backstreet Boys tickets. And then he went Eww. like that. I don't know what that meant, but that's kind of what the sound he made as he was walking away. Kind of like, don't hold your breath fat. So. something like that. Oh, yeah. You got them. Sure. I believe you. Do I believe him? No. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir.
6: A message for Greg Reed. Also, I'm, I own a company. If if any of my employees would get caught, okay, being photographed at a nightclub with a murderer and a drug dealer, yeah. they would have some serious explanations to do the next day. Uh huh. It, it's Foster, and who are the other two guys?
4: Roy Foster and, uh, no, only one other guy, Sam Duque, our um, alleged uh, promotions man, who's kind of like Greg Reed's stepson, you know, kind of like a guy that eats dinner at their house several times a week, kind of like uh, another part of the fraternity here.
3: Well, they have an explanation. They're sitting at a table, God mm-hmm. knows what time it is, at the beach, with a
6: murderer and a right. drug dealer.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: I would bring him in for questioning, and then I'd give him all a drug test, and I
4: bet you they'll fail. Pedro Guerrero, baby. You got it. How do you like that? Greg Reed, get with it. Okay. Bye, Neal. Okay, everybody inhale. I'll let you know when exhale. Let's hold our breath and see when Greg's going to get with it.
1: <gasps> yeah.
4: Can't hold it that long, and my breath either. Five, six, seven, oh, five, 60, pound five, 60. See, there's no follow-up. There's no follow-through. What they, the, what the, the, the method here is, they figure that you'll get all whipped up and excited about something for a couple of days, and then you'll forget about it, and they just cross their fingers and hope everybody forgets, and it'll pass. It's not going to pass, okay? Maybe we'll pass some gas, but this whole episode is not going to pass. We're trying to raise money here for a charity. We're trying to go out and put our best foot forward without the help of any kind of promotions or, or publicity or anything. We're just trying to do it on our own here, trying to do something good. And as usual, you're sticking roadblocks, you're sticking impediments in our way. And the fact that this goddamn minister at that church down there in the Gables is not going to try to come out, OJ, it's the full-court press. OJ, they're going to stick 'em on us whether we like it or not. We don't want anything to do with them. And let me quote the general manager from our famous uh, meeting last Tuesday, from our big summit meeting. Let me just quote him. That's only one of the things he said. He said, this station does not want to be associated in any way, shape, or form with O.J. Simpson. Now, why doesn't he record a statement saying that? Why won't he do the public apology that we talked about here on Friday, and we already had one caller suggest again, and rightfully so this morning, and apologize? We don't want to be affiliated with somebody who's one of the notorious scumbags of our time. The sponsors deserve that. That golf tournament deserves it. Center One deserves it. And the rest of us that work on their staff deserve it. But like I said, this man, he's like the frozen man. It's like uh, maybe somebody can thaw him out someday so we can actually take some action and do something. Do something. Here's a mobile in Key Largo. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir.
9: Neil, uh, one question: Uh the station collect
2: twenty-five thousand dollars in charity?
4: That was just another lie, sir. They didn't collect no twenty-five grand. That's another story that Sam Duque a, made up.
2: But they only gave Senator One
1: sir. Let me just say it
4: again: They never collected twenty-five. He made the number up, sir. They collected a few thousand dollars, of which two, two a little over two grand was left for Center One. They didn't collect no uh, twenty-five. Oh, 000.
10: okay, that, that that's a number enough. he no, that's, no, that's no, a number no, he picked
4: off no. out of the year to try to make himself look like a big shot.
9: Okay, that explains it. Okay, Neil, love you, man. Take Thank care. You. Oh,
4: see, this is what happens when you tell lies, Sam. This is what happens when you lie a lot. He might as well, just like last year when he brought that goddamn stupid uh, sign down when we started the Center One campaign. And to leave it to our friend Ron from the Whammy Crew was the guy that caught it. Oh, yeah, I've got a goal of $300,000. He's got a goal. Like he's got something to do with this, Sam? And like he had made this graph, this chart up, and then come to find out Ron from Whammy uncovered pull off the side of the thing, and it was it was an old sales chart that they had. It had nothing to do with center one. They tried to pull a fast one again because everything is a joke, and the reason that people like Sam Duque can run around here acting like everything is a joke, because he knows that he's never going to get his ass canned. He knows he can do whatever the hell he wants, and Gregory will never say anything besides yeah. this is what happens when you run a mom-and-pop incestuous relationship kind of a joint instead of a business. You got people like Sam Douchebag running around, making as much trouble as he possibly can, making up all kinds of fanciful stories, going here on TV like he's our representative, talking to the guy from the Sun Sentinel, Josie Lambie, and hocking a China some kind of conversation about Neil Rogers is suing a radio station, which caused more chaos. This man has caused more problems in here in the last week than most of you could cause in a lifetime if you set out to do it. But on and on we go, marching along, singing a song, and everybody—I won't say everybody, because most of the people here are oblivious anyway. All they want to know is when the ball game starts. That's the problem. We're in a vacuum here on this station. We're on an island. We're on a total island. If you were to go out in the hallway now, like I just went during the last break to take a leak, you know what they're worried about? The promos for this game and promos for that game, and who's going to be on for this game. That's all they're talking about. That's all they care about. Here's the show that's got all the numbers on this radio station that's bringing in all the revenue that our general manager told me on Tuesday. This show is the goddamn centerpiece of this radio station. He's aware of it, and they do nothing for us except embarrass and humiliate and make a mockery of. Thank you so much. Thank you so much
7: for the tremendous cooperation. It's
4: 1156 at 560 QAM. You know something? Seriously, I may have a stroke right now on the ear. Remember John Penis was in here the other day, and I showed him this thing about the brandy's copy about nobody likes to shop. You 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 heard the part of the conversation, and so we crossed that out and I wrote in men don't like to shop because I told him women love the shop, they live the shop. So he brings a new piece of copy you brought or you handed it to me today. Nobody likes to shop, especially men. <laughs>
5: Ball on CBS. Meet a small town priest who speaks the word of God and adds a few choice words of his own. It's Father Tourette's Mysteries.
4: Dearly beloved, we're gathered here today to join together this <laughs> sucking
2: little sucker mother in holy matrimony.
5: Father Tourette mystery, a new kind of family drama from the producers of Chicago Hopeless and NYPD Blue Ball. Oh,
2: boy, oh, you f***ing <laughs> slut, oh, you little four-bag monger, you f***ing <laughs>
5: bastard, Here. Sunday this fall, spend an hour with Father Tourette right after an all-new season of Touchdown There by an Angel, only on CBS.
4: I think I may have played that, but you know, it's good enough to play a second time in addition to the way the things are going here. So John Penis just comes in. You know something? That's the amazing part of it is I like Penis.
7: But in his case, I'll make an
4: exception. Just comes in here with a revised and accurate copy for the account that I just did. The only problem is we just ran a spot, asshole. And while I was in the hallway there, speaking to our program director, who's in there with Gary Sarner, stroking each other, guess who's in the hallway over there, and is uh, going back into his office? Who didn't get suspended? Who didn't get fired? Who didn't get, who didn't even have the, the decency to vanish for a couple of days? Sam! Sam
7: Duque Reed. You know what
4: that's like? That's like slapping everybody else in this building in the face. That's what that's like, slapping us in the face. The fact that he's in
7: there today. Five six seven oh
4: five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a lady uh, on a payphone in Davie. Hello. Hey,
12: how you doing? Okay. I originally called about that sixty minutes thing last night. The blue shield. Uh huh. But some of the stuff I've been hearing over the uh, on the phone line was on hold. I was just thinking, it's just typical Florida business planning. Oh, it'll, it'll never happen again until the next
4: time. Right, that's right. Until about 20 minutes from now. Right. Until the next piece of bogus copy or some crap like that.
12: Uh, I, I, anybody, any other company, any reasonable company in the world, like like the previous caller said, they'd have them in there talking to them. What are you doing associating with these people? Uh, and and uh, step up here and give some give us samples. Right. But uh, not
4: here. Not, no. not here because like I've told you before, we've got some people here who are Teflon human beings. No matter what it is that they do, nothing is ever going to happen to these people. Every company seems to have those, and I don't know. But not not like this place. We've got like four or five of them, man. We got four or five people that could like they could take an axe pick and murder people in a parking lot, and then they come back in and go to lunch with the boss.
12: Exactly. Even if it was the boss, they just go to go to to lunch with the next
4: one. Oh my god, I'm gonna let me just ask out loud, Norma Kent, what have you gotten me into, Norma Kent? What have you done to me? What have I done to deserve this place? I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm just getting emotional. Well
12: but also I'm thinking about what you're saying about they're telling you about what to do about with the on air and with about the Center One and I'm thinking all the years you you've done each and yet they seem to know better how to do it than you do.
4: No, I don't think so. Well, no, we do, we just have no cooperation here, and again, because of the same department, because of a promotions department that's uninvolved that doesn't do any of this, so it's all left to George and to me, and uh, you know, up to our own resources, like we're running our own goddamn business here.
12: And just out curiosity, why is it you didn't go back to the same CD people that you worked with last year? Oh, uh,
4: because we have one of our former sales ladies here who was going to get us a better deal, so that Center One. In other words, we have to pay for the cost of each CD and cassette. Right. And then after we pay whatever they charge us to to punch those out, then Center One gets all the profits, which is most of it, of course. Uh-huh. But these people are going to give us a better deal.
12: Well, that's there's some reason they there's, there's always some reason that they can underbid. Right. There's always some reason they can do it cheaper.
4: Cheaper is not better.
12: Not all, Cheaper no. is not better. You no, you get what
4: you pay for. And we've been doing this for 100 years, and we've never had this problem before. Every year they come out sounding very good. I'm always proud of uh, the product that we put out there and never have any complaints about them. Every, every year, only here, only in this place. In
12: the, last, in the last couple of days I've even been hearing that you're not sure
4: you're going to have them there Saturday. Yeah, that's right. It you was still, it was close. It was down to the wire. You
12: still don't have the keychain.
4: Right. Ugh. But other than that. Other than
12: that. Well, I was disappointed I couldn't get there, uh, Saturday. But
4: well, I'm you <laughs> happy. That's right. Wait a little while till we uh, give you the green light.
12: I wouldn't, I don't have to deal with an exchange now. Right. If, if that ever happened. Okay, sweetheart. Oh, one thing about the, the thing. Uh huh. I was, maybe just because I was, a, I'm a daughter of a cop, but I was sitting there through the whole thing thinking, duh. Uh, what is the next story going to be about? That the Earth goes around the Sun, right? Like somebody doesn't know this happened. And,
4: b- and bad doctors stick up for each other too.
12: I mean, it's one of those things. Originally, it was kind of a good idea. The,
4: na- the next story is going to be about Greg Reed and uh, sticking up for the uh, covering up for the fraternity here at QAM. That's going to be next week on 60 Minutes.
12: Sometimes First cops, of a
4: ten-part series.
12: Sometimes with cops, if you go the absolute letter of the law, you'll never arrest anybody. So that was kind of the whole idea about it originally. But some people have just taken and and taken that to their own advantage, and they do whatever. And it just really sucks, and I, and I try to say to friends who still are cops, even if you don't tell, at least try to cut them off before they do sh- stuff like this, mm-hmm. excuse me.
2: Stuff, yeah. And, <laughs> Good job.
12: And uh, it just amazes me how they kind of like, oh, no, we don't have to do that. And I'm saying, you, yeah, you, okay, your superiors don't know, but trust me, the public does, and that, and you wonder why people don't trust cops.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, when you saw those people on there last night who were terrified for their lives, then you understand why everybody keeps their mouth shut. Oops, I, I, believe me, I do. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line as the excitement continues here on one of the most neurotic days of all of our lives, at least mine, or at least ours. See, it doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do outside these walls here. It has nothing to do with the rest of the building because the rest of the building don't care. They'll take the money. Thank you. But that's about it. That's as far as it goes. A little bit of lip service like we had last Tuesday, and that's all it is. Just a little bit of lip service. That's what we get here at QAM, baby. I've got two sets of lips. I'll bet.
10: Like I said,
2: we down south, through the town, called Tamarack, where you live, on a cold, distracted, and to bet you about the boy next door. They all drive for half a mile, and they wear that Gucci smile. And they stand in line around waiting on the early birds. Leave Manhattan, the Bronx and Queens, an island too. Leave the Brooklyn State, let the tunnel, and look back. Down the Jersey, turn back to Tamarack. Scroll the mall, and the sidewalk sails from your hair. As you wrap your nails to your friends You're going to Bloomingdale's and it won't be far behind Lots and that an island too leave the place and don't look back. down the jersey turn back to town around the mall and the sidewalk sails from your hair as you wrap your nails to your friends. you're going a booming day say they won't feel far behind down south, past Hackensack, there's a town called Tamarack. Where you live on a cold de and you're about the boy next door. Way down south, past Hackensack, there's a town called Tamarack. Way down south,
4: past Hackensack, there's a town 550 to two hours, the craziest place on the face of the earth. Barnum, we got Hank going to be doing a show from the stadium out there at PB Park from two to five. So that means we got really 600 hours of pregame for you, 5 to 9 to pregame show. Dolphins and the Bills, 9 o'clock tonight. And by the way, I I must have watched 17 different games yesterday, including baseball. If there was ever a worse, I mean, New England, if there's ever been a worse 4-0 team, and I like the Patriots, don't get me wrong, but if there's ever been a more inept, a more embarrassing, undefeated team at this stage of the season, I've never seen it. That game against a against the girls team against the Browns was so unbelievably bad that you Dolphins out there that are worried about New England, forget it. They suck. Here's a Kendall. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Good afternoon, sir. Hi, I went to uh, Specs on Saturday to get one of your CDs. Sorry. And they didn't have any. Is this something with the pressing, or is it not just just not ready yet? You went to Specs where? And Kendall and 117. Oh well, they don't have them in all the stores yet because again, that's another part of this nightmare that's going on the. Uh, they don't have, they didn't have enough to get them into all the stores yet. Oh really? But that's a good part because the bad part is that the, um, you know, they came out screwed up. Well, also what I wanted to ask you is, uh, none of this, none of this uh, profits for this. this is all going to charity. None of it's going to QAM, right? Right. Good.
11: Because if it was, I wouldn't buy it.
4: If it was, I wouldn't be involved in. It.
11: <laughs> uh, one, one thing I wanted to ask
4: you uh, if you could maybe cart some up for me for the uh, cat in the kettle at the Peking Moon. You got it. And uh, for Jimmy Johnson. They should be special. Yeah! <laughs> okay, Jimmy. We could be Special Johnson. He's a special case, baby. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT T wireless line. We're still on the air here today, baby. We keep rolling along, singing a song. Don't ask me how. They keep throwing these damn things, and we keep hopping over them. For an old fat fag like me to keep hopping over these roadblocks, it's not easy. I'll tell you that. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello.
12: Hello.
4: Yes, ma'am. Yeah,
12: hi. I'm a teacher, and I'm taking the day off, and I can never call you. So I'm going to ask you some mindless questions that have nothing to do with what's going on. Your studio is near Waxy and LYS. Is it on the same block? A couple blocks. Okay. Close. Anyway, I happen to be in the Waxy LYS studio, and I didn't see a picture of Don Agony and Noodles. Is he, like, gone?
4: I haven't got any idea.
12: And the other thing was... um, I
4: couldn't care less, but anyway...
12: The other thing was, I was in Stewart and I heard Dave Caprida on like a rock and roll It's a bench. good
4: time for the great taste. Oh, there's noodles there. Neil, this is
2: noodles, reminding you that it's always a good time for the great taste.
12: See, this is going to make good radio for you, right? These mindless questions.
7: Uh-huh.
12: Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.
7: Bye-bye.
4: What, what did she just say? Absolutely nothing. Oh. She said that was going to make good radio to me. Noodle her question. Did that make good radio? No. Oh, but it killed about uh, forty-five seconds. Thanks, sweetheart. Okay, six hundred open lines here. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Deerfield. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
6: Hey, uh, listen. I was there on at Specs on Saturday.
4: Uh huh. And I got
6: one of your CDs. Oh, and, I'm so sorry. Yeah, mine skips from like the Psychic Negro Network all the way down to the end. And I was wondering if I'd have a problem returning it. Well, I,
4: but, but you got to hang on to it until we get them repressed. They're all screwed up.
6: Oh, really? Are they going to have them in the Boynton-Delray area? Yes. Which one? Do you know?
4: Mm, that's Specs in Boynton, which is wherever it is.
6: Okay, cool. And I was really looking forward to one of those keychains.
4: But, yeah, uh, I, I know. Hey, listen. I mean, what, what can I say other than I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I'm sorry. And I'm stuck up in the middle of this thing. And uh, you know, it's only my good name that gets put on the line for this. And uh, you know, in the meantime, I'm a jackass. What can I tell you? We've, yeah. only, we've only known for about four hundred for a solid year that we do this from October one till the end of December here. Well, a lot of people
11: still
6: loving you. Okay, thanks. Hey, listen, can you uh play something for me? Sure. Could you play me that, uh, the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills.
4: Have a great day, Pat. Thanks,
7: man. Oh, God.
4: Well, that's a Phil thing. What is that thing called? Uh, Bill's Fight Song. No, it's not. Buffalo Bill's Fight Song. No, it's not. It's called the Bill's Fight Song. <laughs> But that's still We don't want to play that, do we? Sure. Well, Buffalo
1: has a football team, the greatest in the land. And everybody thinks they're great because they really are. The Buffalo Bills are the number one. See what I mean? So just sing along. When you say Miami. When you say Buffalo. Super Bowl. And here's that Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. They're the greatest team in the history of the human race. They're the Buffalo Bills. They're the greatest team since sliced bread and canned beer.
2: Yeah, there you
1: go. And you, and you jazz up that redneck stuff. You Listen to that banjo. Holy sweet God, listen to that. When you say Buffalo Bills, it don't sound so rednecky. Do it. Everybody, sing along now. Are you Bill fans? Here we go. Well, the Buffalo Bills are the best team They have the best record over the last five years And they went to the Super Bowl four times Which is more than I can say for this scum-sucking fish And they're uh, the greatest Cause I really like their uniforms They sure as hell beat the heck Out of having a fish on the helmet Cause they're the the Buffalo Bills The best football team What I ever seen in the history of my life They are the Buffalo Bills The Buffalo Bills the home of Jim Kelly, the greatest quarterback in the league. Yeah, everybody, the Buffalo Bills. They're the Buffalo Bills. And they've been around longer than the stinking rotten fish. Well, they're the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. What would you rather have as a pet, a buffalo or a fish?
4: Or cat? Did you
2: ever think when you eat Chinese, it ain't pork or chicken, but a fat Chinese. Yet the food tastes great, so you don't complain. But that's not chicken in your chicken chow mein. Seems to me I ordered sweet and sour pork, but Garfield's on my fork. It's purring here on my fork. There's a cat in the kettle at the Peking Moon, The place that I eat every day at noon. They can feed your cat and you'll never know. Once they wrap it up in dough, boys, they try it real crisp in dough. Chowlin asked if I wanted more as he was dialing up his buddy at the old pet store. and said, Not today, I lost my appetite. There's two cats in my belly and they want to fight I was sucking on a roll it and the tums or two When I swear I heard it mew And that is when I knew There's a cat in the kettle at the peaking moon Think I gotta stop eating there at noon They say that it's beef for the short pork But it's purring there on my fork
4: there's a hairball on my floor.
2: All right. 1222
4: at 560 WQAM. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Liberty City. Hello. Neil oh God, my Lord and Savior. Yes, sir, speaking. Oh man,
11: I'm home for lunch. Uh, I'm a 26-year-old Schwarzer in Liberty City.
4: Oh, and right. uh, I'm, I'm watching CNN. And they're talking about... All the kids in Carolina, somebody, some sponsor gave each and every one of those kids a stuffed animal.
6: And they said that the the idea behind it was so that no matter how hard things get, they can always have something to hold on to.
4: Something to squeeze onto, yeah.
6: <sighs> sounds a little like, um, I, don't I don't know. know. About you.
4: I don't know about you, but no matter how hard things get, I always have something to hold on to.
6: Yeah, but that sounds a little to me like, I don't know, religion? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the thing that
4: gives sounds me, like a security blanket, like Linus. It sounds like a crutch. <laughs> sounds like something Jesse Ventura was talking about when he said a crutch for uh, people with a weak mind.
6: Little kids got weak minds, right? Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, I, I live here in Liberty City, and and I'm black, and it's kind of funny because. You know, when I tell people, my, my in laws, for example, that I don't believe in God, they say, oh, my God, i got going to go to
2: hell. I got a place here. Listen, listen. We live in Liberty City. Look around you, you idiot. Yeah, we're in of, hell. What kind of
4: a God would let people be in a place like that? That's right. <laughs> we are in hell. No, you do a great job. Take care of yourself. And I'll pray for you, brother. I'll see you in church. All right. Bye-bye. Five six seven oh five sixty. Come on, let's go. Let's get with the program here. Now we got eight million open lines. All of a sudden, we've actually been doing okay for some bizarre reason, considering the fact that my mind is a million miles away from here right now. With all this swill, that it's like you're caught up in a tornado of crap. You can smell it. You can feel it. You can taste it. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello.
9: Yeah, Neil. Hi. First time caller. Yes, sir. All right. I have to tell you a quick story.
6: it made me think of you. I live on A1A in Pompano Beach in a fairly nice area, and I stopped at my local convenience store the other night
4: to get a pack of cigarettes.
6: As I walk in,
9: and
4: I'm going to make a couple of references, you know, mild sexual and, and racial, but they don't mean anything. A, a totally reverse situation. Mm-hmm. I walk into the store about 9 o'clock, and a white guy, about
9: 21 years old, runs out screaming and turning back to the black, gay, Haitian cashier, Saying, "Don't let me see you on the street. I'll, I'll kick your butt and I'll kill you." Uh-huh. At that point, there's. Uh, I go into the store all the time, and they're really nice guys that work in the plantation. The gay Haitian starts to run out the store after the, the white guy who starts to walk away slowly. Yeah. Yes. And the other Haitian runs after him to grab him before he can go after the white guy, yeah. and they start to struggle in the store. I'm the only person in the store. Mm-hmm. He grabs the smaller gay Haitian who's going after the white guy, brings him back behind the counter, and the next thing I know, the gay Haitian's hands are in his pants, and the other Haitian's hands are also down in his pants. And guess what? The gay Haitian, who was mad and going berserk, his eyes were rolling around in his head with anger over the white guy saying these things, pulls out a gun. Mm-hmm which immediately made me think of you immediately made me think about not getting a pack of cigarettes that I had gone in there for right and they're struggling with four sets of hands down the bay- gang's <laughs> in pants uh uh-huh. um, maybe
4: they were searching for his pistol
9: they might be searching for his pistol right. anyway for his rod yeah and um
4: maybe pack mean rod
9: yeah and the reason for the call is i could very easily see where Guns are extremely dangerous, right? And uh, you know, there was, I, I guess there's a reason for the guy to have one because he works there. But you know, he was going out out of the store after a white guy who evidently just you know ticked him off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it could have been a case where we had another shooting, which was unnecessary.
4: Oh, I'm out of the thank God he didn't reach for his waistband anyway. You got it. Because when you stick, you know, you stick your hand deep in your pants, you might get sidetracked. You got it. Okay, thanks. Thanks, dude. thanks for the good news. There's a guy at uh, yeah, a little uh, country top's there with some uh, gay Haitian. There's no such thing as no. A... No. He just made that up.
3: Lockwood can't keep his pecker in his pants.
2: Dear Pete,
3: <laughs> I don't
2: think I like you anymore. <laughs> you used to watch me shave. Now all you do is stare at the floor <laughs> Oh, dear penis, I don't like to anymore <laughs> It used to be you and me A paper towel and a dirty magazine That's all we needed to get back.
6: Now it seems
2: things have changed And I think that you're the one to blame Dear penis I don't like you anymore. He thinks Dear Rodney I don't think I'd like you anymore. Cause when you get to drinking, You put me places I've never been before. Dear Rodney, I don't like you anymore. Why can't we just get a grip On our man-to-hand relationship (laughs) Come to terms with truly how we feel If we put our heads together we just stay home forever, dear penis. I think I like you after all. Oh, and Rodney, while you're
4: shaving, shave my phone. <laughs> 12.33 at 5.60 WQAM. So I just get a letter that is just so, it's enough to make you, you know, as if we haven't already been yeah. here today. The letter is from Patrick Beery, B-E-A-R-Y, in Highland Beach. And he includes a uh, poem, a long, long poem, The Ballad of O.J. Simpson that he's written in the Queens Bar Bulletin, March 1996. Queens, New York. And at the bottom it says, Editor's note, Patrick Beery is a longtime member of the Queens County Bar Association and a former New York City administrative law judge. Keep that in mind as I'm reading you this note he sends to me. Dear Neil, I hope you're recovering from the O.J. disease and that the enclosed verse which I write did not cause you to have a relapse. From reading my lines, you cannot tell whether or not O.J. is guilty, and I don't really believe that he realizes what happened. Otherwise, how could he have acted so innocently and show such concern for his kids? He must have been on drugs that fatal night. In any event, he should be allowed to go on with his life as another tarnished hero, President Clinton seems to be doing fine. Kind regards, Patrick Beery. Carbon copy, Josie Lambie, Sun Sentinel. P.S., despite all his glaring misdeeds, Bill Clinton wouldn't be
7: barred from any golf tournament.
4: You know Bill Clinton, who's the president of the United States, who didn't kill anybody that we know? Who's still widely respected by millions and millions of people and can go pretty much wherever the hell he wants and play golf wherever the hell he wants?
10: A blowjob and murder. They're the same.
4: Yeah, that, that's right. A president who got a couple of blowjobs, and of course we know that O.J. never screwed around, right? We know that. <laughs> Sir, thank God that you're no longer a member of the whatever the hell it was and that you're a retired old fart down here, and just heaven protect us from you, you silly person, you. God. 5670560, pound five, the O.J. liquors. That's what we got. We got another American disease. We got O.J. Simpson disease, and we have the O.J. Liquor's disease, all of which, by the way, are deeply infested right here in this building. Five six seven pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yeah. Yes, sir. How you doing today?
11: Okay. Good. Hey, uh, you may have saw this last week. It was in last I believe, last Friday or Saturday's uh, Sun Sentinel. It's about that that principal from St. Thomas Aquinas.
4: Mhm. Uh, did you read that? Yes, I did. The one that fondled the kid allegedly in the car? Just another isolated incident. Right. We got it, pal. All right. And don't forget. There's no fact in, in the church. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. We got six hundred open lines here. We got an hour and twenty-five minutes to go until Hank Goldberg at two o'clock from PP Park. Here's Tamarack. Hello.
6: Hey Neil, how are you today? Okay. I got two two questions
4: on other typical QAM day, sir. Yeah,
1: two different subjects. Yeah, other than the OJ thing, how are you doing today, Neil?
4: We uh, even worse.
1: Um, one one thing is a
11: just a, hot, a quick hockey question. Um, you know, I know that you're always pretty pretty critical
6: of the Murray brothers. Um, I was wondering what you thought about the uh, decision to take Whitney and keep him off the line with uh, Burray And I wasn't uh, too
4: happy about it in the beginning, but he scored two goals on the other line on. Uh, Saturday, and, uh, you know, if he's going to be able to score more goals that way, uh, more power to him. I I, I still don't like Mellonby on the line, where the Mellonby's too slow. Well, yeah. yeah. And And I certainly, and Victor Kozlov, you know, if you watch that game, were you at the game Saturday?
9: No, but you I I watched it on TV. Okay,
4: well, you know, in the third period, Kozlov had a two-on-one with Burray. and you know, if if you got a two-on-one with a guy like Pavel Burray, you don't hog the puck, and, and Kozlov didn't pass it to him. He he went in too far, and he tried to shoot, and he shot it right into Kolzig, and never even had a chance to score. I mean, I did. You know, you gotta got if you're gonna have a superstar like that, you've got to play him with guys who uh, can feed the puck to him and get in the shots.
10: Although Burray had a couple of shots where he could have passed, I think, and. And, and maybe uh, made
11: some things happen. But I, I like the decision because I think that it is going to open up, and they each, each of the
10: lines got two goals. So yeah. we'll see how it turns out later on. My other question, completely un- unrelated, it seems to me that the station, Q, it's a QAM question, mm-hmm. QAM clearly needs you and not vice versa. Mm-hmm. And with everything that seems to be going on over there, I was curious as to how much longer we might expect to hear you at QAM as opposed to some other position on the uh, AM dial.
4: And what other position would that be? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't either.
10: If there's
11: another position, uh, you know.
4: Sir, Sir, I got news for you. If there was another position where I could work on the AM or FM or the shortwave dial tomorrow, I would be there tomorrow morning. I see. That that's how that's how bad it. That that's the point that it's reached here on this radio station.
10: That's what it sounded like. I just you know always always... these
4: people give me no support, no cooperation. A little bit of lip service now and then when you demand it, and other than that, we're we're a vacuum. The only things that count in this place are the little fraternity that they've surrounded themselves with, and all these ball games, which other than the dolphins, are costing them an arm and a leg. They're like a stranglehold in this place.
11: Well, I was a I was a broadcasting major in college um and and I hear you talk
6: about the the cubes and the numbers that you you know the different uh things that you talk about and your show clearly rules and dominates and
2: correct
4: that's and does right
1: all these there's all these great things for the station, and and I, I, I can
11: understand, you know, wh- wh- where...
4: Listen, let, let me just put it to you this way. Every day of my life, I wonder why did they want me to come to this radio station? Why did Greg Reed ever approach my attorney? Why did he ever approach me? Why did he ever want me to come to this station? Because they are willing to do anything for this radio show, and this disaster we had with our disc for Center 1 now, this is a direct result of the fact that we got nobody doing anything for us. We have to do it all by ourselves. Well... I just hope that... Uh, and and then, well, then I'm the one that takes the fallout and the embarrassment, just like this OJ business with the golf tournament that was associated with my charity.
2: Well, it, it, it would
11: seem to me that some other place could could recognize the numbers that you could bring and perhaps make
10: you a little happier, and then uh, you, you, you'd probably show QAM what, what what's going on.
4: Okay, pal. All right, then. From your mouth to God's ears. There you go. Okay, 567. we got 600 open lines here. Let's do it. An hour and 21 minutes to kill. Maybe I can get through this thing today, although it's really dubious. Every day, it's like an endurance contest. I've said that before. They make it a little tougher and a little tougher, a little bit harder, a little bit harder like Monica does, a little bit harder. Instead of saying, instead of coming in, like I said, they should pick me up at a goddamn limousine and bring me here every goddamn day. I don't expect that. I don't expect to kiss my ass. But give us a little bit of something. Give us a little bit of cooperation. Give us a little bit of respect. And I'll say it again, Hank Goldberg gets suspended three freaking weeks because he dared to criticize the crap food out there at the ballpark and because he said a couple of unnice but very true things about a couple of female members of the inner circle in his joint. Three weeks. Joe Rose gets suspended for whatever the hell it was, a couple of days, a few days, because he's screaming and yelling at the program director about the fact they got 6,000 spots in there, and then Tom Jick has got it in the Sun on yesterday's TV book about what a goddamn uh, format we got with 8 million spots. But these people, you can't move them off the dime. You know, no matter what they tell you, no matter what lip service they give you, you cannot move them off the dime. This is a closed fraternity. Don't ever forget it. And I'll say it again. When the fact that we got, I don't know about the other one. I don't know about. There's a No, I don't know about it. Well, get your finger. Out. Well, I can't get it in between there. Roy. There we go. I tried to stick it in there and it kept uh, yeah, coming out. I think he's already got that black instrument in there. Don't know about him. But the other one, he's strutting around there like a peacock, like he knows which uh, time, what time of day it is. And he's here today. Sam. Sam Duque Reed.
8: Floridians, dumb as
2: dirt.
4: Well, I think it's time I set the record straight about my friend George Bush.
10: Some people seem their noses out of joint. If they did drugs back then so what's the point? Because as a candidate, George Bush is fine. So what if he started a line? Well, he's the best damn candidate I've seen. I don't care if he options fat a mean. President Clinton was a ticking mine. So here's to Bush. Keep it alive. I guess I just don't understand what the big deal is. We've had many presidents in the office. Who done one thing or another?
2: Take
10: like Gerald Ford, for instance. Obviously he was on something, Otherwise, why was he falling down all the time? Well, take Jimmy Carter, for example. I thought he was so hopped up on Skunk League, he didn't even know there were hostages for the first eight months. Why even way back to Washington? I do believe the only reason
4: they jumped down the cherry tree was because he had the munchies. Think
2: no like about
4: it. 1247 at 560 WQAM. We got Dave, and you know, for lines here, one call on the board could be a lot of music between now and two. Sounds good to me. I could use the rest. God. Just unbelievable. If you missed the beginning of the show, by the way. The psychosis started this morning but that was only the beginning when I'm coming to work and I'm listening to the best of Neil CD in my car and come to find out that it's a piece of crap That would that would be a compliment that there's all this compression on it crap. there's all this uh, uh dead air in between cuts crap. you you press a cut and there's like 7 8 seconds before it starts crap. and uh so what can I tell you except don't buy any yet See, I hate to do that because now it takes our whole thing and it throws it uh
7: into a pile of... Yeah. It looks like it's going to be three solid months of embarrassment with this deal.
4: Starting with that golf tournament that we didn't want to be part of. And now we got uh, one of our ex-sales people here who was doing us this tremendous favor and getting us involved with a bunch of new people that were going to put this whole thing together and save center one a lot of money on the production costs. You know, it's one thing to save money on the production cost. It's another thing to expect people to give you 20 bucks for a piece of uh, crap. crap. That sounds embarrassingly bad. And so now we're scrambling around trying to find out how quickly we can get them repressed and how quickly we can uh, make exchanges for those poor people that, uh, you know, have got their – although maybe they'll want to save these. Maybe they'll be collector's items, the original ones. I don't know. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's Kendall. Hello.
10: Good afternoon. Yes, sir. How are you doing?
4: Okay, I'm surviving.
10: I know that. I can tell.
4: Mm-hmm.
10: Anyway, uh, I did something uh, this morning. I don't know if it was good or bad, but I did it anyway. I called up your buddy uh, uh, Pete and uh, Myra and Rona and cussed them all out for doing that, uh program changes. Meaning what? Meaning that they screwed everything up. You know, I mean, besides you, after you go off the air, you know, I listen to Hank a little bit, and then I go over there a little bit and... Uh,
5: they got everything all screwed up. They got all tapes going. Yeah. There's nothing live.
4: Right. Well, that's cause they, that's cause they don't, what did I say last week? Name me one local talent that they've come up with in the two years that Paxton and Clear Channel have had those stations. There isn't one. There's I know one it. Name. But
2: this is ridiculous.
4: Well, that's ridiculous cause that's what you got. <laughs> you got a minor league radio market. That's what you got. Oh boy. All right. Well, it's just you and Hank then. Okay. Thank you, sir. Okay. God bless us. God bless the two fat Jews. Okay. That takes care of our calls. That's it. Thank you for coming to my rescue in a great time of need today and a really psychotic day at QM. But then again, that could be any day. Five six seven oh five sixty 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Neri, a call on the board.
7: I'll wait. WQAM.
4: Here's a mobile implantation. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Okay.
6: Uh, so, Phil's back on the air now. It's uh, pretty good listening. Uh, I listened to, of course, before you. Uh-huh. Um, I don't get to listen to your show that much because I work now, but...
4: Um, like I, I said before, that, <laughs> Phil should be my worst problem.
6: <laughs> one of the things that I wanted to uh, talk about, I don't know if you talked about this, was the Jesse uh, Ventura? Yeah. And um, how you said like religion was for weak-minded people. Well, that was a thing that we've been discussing a lot you know, in the office and everything. But mm-hmm. I was wondering. Well, I thought it was kind of a strong statement because.
4: No, it's an accurate statement. It's right on target.
6: I, well, I I agree that religion is pretty narrow-minded. But to say it's like you know kind of it's kind of like a you know kind of like a crush. broad
4: a crutch, huh?
6: It's a crutch. It's that's true, but it's too. I think it's too, like, of a broad swat. You're kind of, like, generalizing everything. It's a little bit more complex than that. No, but I if... don't
4: think it's complex at all. I think he's right on target. And it's unfortunate that the media, like on, uh, I talked about Meet the Press yesterday, but I had no response to that. Tim Russert, you know, put him on the spot. Well, do you believe in God? And he said, yes. And then, do you believe in That wasn't good enough for Tim Russert. Do you believe that Jesus is the son of God? And he kind of hammed it on. Ah, well, yes. Uh, which you could tell that he's you know doesn't mean it, but he can only go so far well, his original statement is right on target. religion is for weak minded people, it's a crutch, and it's a sham, and it's uh you know divisive, it causes hate and intolerance, and that's what it's all about in addition to the big money that goes along with it, of course, that's
6: uh, definitely true I think um i had a, res- a lot of respect for him actually before he before he smelled this stuff, yeah. I thought he was just kind of like a you know a bald headed you know kind of like a weird looking guy, but now that well, he is a weird looking guy well, I don't know if it really took that much guts, though, because I think a lot of people do, you know, generally... Well, of course
4: believe. it took guts to say that. He's the governor of a state. How many politicians are going to come out and make a statement like that?
6: Very few. It's None. A, it's a very, re- None. very refreshing. Zero. I have to say.
4: He's a breath of fresh air. Okay, pal, have a great day. He's, this guy's kind of like, uh, yeah, he, he he doesn't want to uh, go all the way. That's okay. Lord, we'll pray for you, sir. It's a bunch of crap. I've been telling you that for 100 years. It's nonsense. It's fables. It's ridiculous on the face of it. On the face of it, it's so ludicrous that there's some powerful being up there. And, and, well, on the one hand, God doesn't interfere. Man has free will. But on the other hand, when something you know, trouble comes along, we'll pray to God. But he doesn't interfere. You just well, we'll pray anyway, just in case. Maybe he's in a good mood that day. Maybe he's not pissed off. Maybe he's not going to create another strain of tuberculosis. Anybody who would invent this sick, twisted God, that would create what we got in the world today is somebody just trying to place blame someplace else, which man is best at doing, especially in this country. And they're starting with a goddamn drilling again. They're starting with that drill. I feel like I'm in the dentist office with a pneumatic drill in my rectum. That's what it feels like. I feel like I'm getting a goddamn fruit canal. Here's a mobile invoker. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
5: How you doing today?
4: The worst day of my life.
5: Well, I'm sorry to hear that. The I'm about worst
4: to, day of my life. I'm about
5: to go to the dentist. It's probably going to be the second worst day of my life. Really? I wanted to uh, ask you about the game on uh, Saturday yes, night. Yes, sir. In the first period when when Bure and I think it was uh or somebody were crisscrossing, did, did, didn't our own man take him down when the fans were booing? No. No, one of the one of the, one of the no, took him down.
4: I didn't see that. I know he was tripped three times, and they didn't, Stewart didn't call penalty. Well, it
5: was just inside the blue line. They hit crisscross. It looked yeah, like a hand took
4: him down. It. I didn't see him.
5: And uh, Paul Stewart, he was asleep.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Typical uh, refereeing. It wasn't a bad game, though.
5: No but he missed a couple, but I don't I'm not talking anything. about
4: the refereeing. I'm talking, I'm saying, we won the game, sir. It wasn't a bad no, game. it was a great They performed game, a lot better than some of us thought they were going to. Sean Burke played great. Nobody wants to show any appreciation for what a great job this guy has done in golfers. Sean Burke was great.
5: I just don't understand if they protect, if the league is supposed to protect the superstars like they did with Gretzky. I mean, look what they let happen to Madonna the other right? night. And also, you know, I don't know how they can just let these guys keep going. They, that don't, they all. don't
4: care. They don't care.
5: Only they only care about Wayne Gretzky.
4: That's right. He had a special. There was a special deal. He was the untouchable. He should have worked here at QAM. He would have been another one of the untouchables.
5: Well, Neil, I hope your day gets better.
4: Okay. Goodbye. It will in about an hour and five minutes. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir.
7: How
11: are you doing? Okay. Uh, listen, you know when when you play that commercial about the Jimmy Johnson and. The, He's saying that they have a chance to be special. Is he, is he talking about corn on the cob by any chance? Yes.
10: He is all 12 and a half inches long of it? Uh-huh. Uh, well, I, I always thought he did bear a resemblance to Ned Beatty, and uh, I just wondered if uh, we That's talked That's what he's about talking
4: that. about. He so said that corn sure is special. All 12 and a half inches long of okay, it. Okay, thank you. Dream on, sweetheart. I think you're about twelve inches short. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. It's a twelve fifty six at QAM. It's two to bang. On the radio five sixty double We the day announcements.
2: Always Taylor though. The old and the now. day Love,
0: love, love, love. Yo, 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 and hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the house of O.J. and L.T.
1: Mm-hmm. We be your sports talk friends. What you be eating there, man? I be eating my breakfast. What's up with you? You haven't touched your sausage. I don't
0: have a knife.
1: Here, use mine. Chill out, baby. I, I said a knife, not a machete. Well, I always keep one handy in case I encounter those Colombians who uh, killed my wife. <laughs> yeah, like you be looking for him, huh? Mm-hmm, that's right. I know he'll show up on the golf course one day. Uh-huh. Speaking of knives, did you hear about Demetrius Underworld? <laughs> 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 Yo, he's seven himself though? all by himself. He should have gave me a call. I would do the job right. <laughs> Like slicing devil's hands. Oh,
0: you devil, you.
1: By the way, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank the Water Natsy and Roy for giving us this opportunity of be having our own show. No one can squat like the Water Natsy. What you be talking about? He
0: was outside the stadium the other day. Mm -hmm. I saw him squatting in the parking lot. Well, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah, she went all right in every way. Mm -hmm. That's right. She was squatting and dipping and twisting and pissing and uh, leaving
1: souvenirs. Now I understand. And all this time I thought I'd be kicking an alligator. Well really?
0: who's there? Who'd that be? Who'd,
1: Who'd that be, be the pro- over there? That's the program director. What,
5: what do, you do
0: you want?
2: What do you want? You,
5: you know you may act
0: big, so <laughs> get
2: out
1: of here, you who's there? <laughs>
4: 609 on WQAM. Get off your duff. Get off your duff. Okay, it's 1 o'clock at 560 WQM. It's our big one to two hours. We tried desperately to find a few marbles, okay? I had all of my marbles when I walked in the door this morning. Now there's several, I believe, rolling around on the floor. Let's reach uh, down and grab a handful, okay? By the way, thanks for coming by, uh, Jacob. Yeah, Jacob comes to the hockey games every now and then. Yeah, you can come and uh, sit by me anytime you want, Jacob. Not necessarily in that order. 5670560. 5670560. Yeah, we had a really great crowd there on Specs Saturday. It was, it's too bad that it has to turn into a pile of crap like this with the CDs all screwed up and probably the cassettes too. Yeah. Although one good thing, a lot of people bought the previous years. That I mean, was amazing. They were buying the best stuff from all kinds of previous years. We did real good on that. But the best of 99, my best advice to you is don't go out there and buy any until we get this thing straightened out. Have we had an answer on that yet? No. Have we got any uh, date for when these things are going to get redone? No. What the hell's going on here? No. No which confirms my worst fears and nightmares is that this is going to be, uh, you know, ain't going to happen overnight. Doing the best I can, that's all I can do. I'm doing the best I can. That golf tournament, did we have anything to do with that? No. Did we want to be involved in it? No. No. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir.
10: I just wanted to fill you in on something I thought you might be interested in. My brother's school, they're making him now wear name tags that will be punishable by suspension if you do not wear them.
4: Yeah. And Is that right about, does he uh, wear that right near the hip boots?
10: Uh, it's, it's right in the genital area. Uh huh. Pretty close. But, uh, it's, I think they should be not wasting their time with that. And, and what if they suspend the kids and he can't learn?
4: How about feeding the kids lunch and teaching them something and getting them some textbooks? Doesn't that sound oh, pretty? He, he goes out mm-hmm. to eat
10: every day at a pizza place.
4: How do you like that?
10: So he, he won't stay for food. But uh, also with Demetrius Underwood, he said the devil made him do what I think in the paper.
4: By the way, did you see uh, about one of his uh, other cult members? They found him in the freezer at a, uh, in a in a locker at Michigan State, in one of the dormitories in the basement.
10: Yeah,
9: he went to the same church that he went
11: to. Right, one of Michigan.
4: his one of his cult brothers. They found him dead uh crap in a meat locker at Michigan State. Oh, Martins, baby. It's a sad scene. Like I said, fun for the feeble minded. Have a great day, pal. You too. See ya. Oh, yeah, Jesse Ventura, he went a little bit far there, don't you think? No. no. I think he was right on target. It's a sham for weak-minded people, for silly people.
12: Oh, the Lord did this, and Hail Mary, uh full of grace.
4: And that goddamn Rudy Giuliani, man. You know, one thing, we don't have to worry about Hitler coming back to life. We already got him there in New York. We got Ken Jenny and Broward. We got the Rudy Giuliani up there. We got a whole bunch of little Hitlers running around this country. In the case they're not impressive to me, we've always got Gary Bauer. I wonder if Gary Bauer is kin to Papa Bauer. Here's a mobile in North Miami. Hello.
6: Neil, how are you today? Pretty good, sir. Got a question for Maybe you.
4: Johnny Bauer, yes.
6: You don't believe in God, right? No. Then why do you spend so much time fighting it if you don't believe in it? Fighting what? Well, you know, you know, saying it doesn't exist. If Cause you I don't feel like it.
4: it. Let me ask you something. How about yeah. all the people that do believe? Why do they spend so much time talking about it?
6: You're right. You're right there. You got me on that yeah, okay, one. Okay.
4: Thank you. Cause I feel like expressing an alternative point of view. Okay. That's why, sir. In addition to which, I wasn't the one that brought it up. I did bring up Jesse Ventura being on uh, uh Meet the Press yesterday with Tim Russert, that fat-faced piece of turd with his red cheeks. I'd be red in the face too after asking a bunch of stupid questions like that. I'm surprised he didn't ask him about the, uh, you know, the Holy Ghost and all this other crap. See, that's the media for you. It's always the goody-two-shoes. Even the atheists in the media have to put on this act because then they're acceptable to the masses out there, the asses who are the masses. They have to put on a big act and pretend that they believe this crap too. Phony balonies. Here's Miami. Hello? Yeah, hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay.
7: Okay, Neil, listen, i got a question about the Macarena. I was there for
9: opening night. I I, I enjoyed it. I thought, that, I thought it was okay.
11: Yeah. But I have a question.
9: I was also there preseason for uh, the Tampa Bay game. Yeah. And I noticed that on Saturday night they changed the lights behind the goal. They have the large lights now.
11: Yeah, we
4: got real goal lights that you can see all over the ar- arena. So oh, when yes. did that
11: happen, just recently? They just, be- they
4: just put them in.
11: Okay, so I guess you were instrumental in that. I, 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 was absolu- I was
4: absolutely responsible for it. They call them the Neil Rogers Memorial Goal Lights. That's right. <laughs>
9: Okay, but at least now we can see when the when the puck, at least
11: when
4: the light lights up. That's right. All right. Now, listen, I don't want to hold you. Have a good day. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. And there's a guy that at least had a good time and saw the goal lights instead of these other people. What What's not to like? It wasn't the most exciting game in the world, but it's opening night. The team looked pretty good, I thought, better than I was expecting. Our defense needs a lot of work, but nonetheless, Sean Burke played great. Ray Whitney was great. Pavel Burry, like I said, is worth the price of admission. What the hell do these people want? God, these—you know—we got so many people in this town wouldn't know a good thing if you stuffed it in there. Them. Oh, they still wouldn't recognize it. Probably think it was an Oscar Mayer wiener. It wasn't that bad. It was a good start. Got the two points. We'll take it. Thank you. We'll take the four to one lead victory in Montreal too. By the way. Oh. Here's a Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Yes, I, I
6: saw you at Specs on Saturday, and you were a gentleman to me.
4: Yes, I was. I know. And uh you didn't buy the new CD, did you?
6: Yes, we did. Oh. And I went into the car to play. Oh. I wanted to play the Backstreet Boys first. Right. Number thirty-nine.
4: That's what I did. Oh and, my
6: gosh! And right after that, it goes into that handgun one, and things are skipping and spurting, and oh. uh, uh, it wouldn't play for you. I go. What's wrong oh. with it? Oh. <laughs>
4: Hang on to it, pal. We'll we'll exchange it for
6: you. I I got the uh, receipt. Don't worry.
4: I apologize profusely. It's
11: okay. I'm
4: so sorry. Uh, Another thing I wanted to bring up up was...
6: uh... Did you hear
4: about the uh, girl that got killed outside a nightclub in Miami? Yes, 15 year old girl in a nightclub. Right. There you go. What she be doing there, by the way? That's why, right. now, they had the, uh, on the news today, they had the,
6: one of the uncles say, oh, we're we're looking into seeing if they let her into that club. If, you know, she shouldn't have been in there at 15. I go, you know. did about say anything about her,
4: Did he say anything about her baby? No. Oh, yeah, she got a baby too, you know.
6: Oh, that's good.
11: Mm-hmm. 15. Right. Yeah. But the, it's not the parents' responsibility to uh
6: keep her at home at, at night. It's the nightclub's fault for letting her go inside the nightclub.
4: It's now you're talking. Yourself. Yeah, you'd be making too much sense, man. I know. Okay. I right, take care, you Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Right, no problem. Bye. We had so many wonderful people come by, all nice people. I even uh, didn't mind the guy with the eyes that much, even though he ate him like poison. I mean, they hung around too long, but even he was, like, rather uh, benign as opposed to usually malignant. It was a a great day. It was two hours that made me feel almost human again. I mean, there were just lots and lots of living and breathing people. Even Boca Bryan was there. In spite of his being there, I had a good time. Even he didn't get me depressed. Seeing Todd Dreck and Todd Winnick there, that made me kind of upset. What was Todd Winnick doing there? And then Peter Leonard's running around.
8: Number two man at Claire Channel. There he is, number
7: two. I thought they were going to have
4: like a brawler in the middle of the store. That would have been good. And we wound up selling a bunch of crap to our wonderful, to the people we got, the people who support this program crap. that the management of the station doesn't care about because they won't lift a goddamn finger to give us anything. Anything. How's that cable? We got that hooked up yet? No. How's the new phone deal over here with the 800 lines? Any, any, not forget, is it done? Did we get any more information about that? No. No. Anything, something, something tangible a roll of toilet paper, anything to give us some indication that this show means something to this frickin' goddamn radio station, anything,
7: besides lip service, nothing. zippity
12: doo
4: How about a five-minute suspension for these two bozos that uh, held us up to such ridicule and embarrassment? Five minutes apiece. Can we get that? No. Five seconds. No.
2: Bush. come on!
0: Hi, I be Roy Simpson. I be, I be Roy right Foster. And the, the reason I sound this way is because I have my nose inside OJ's ass. Rack what What you doing, man? Could you get that microphone oh, down a little bit lower than You got <laughs> it. O.J. disease is a direct result of chronic common effort. You see, it ain't so much he'd be murdering two worthless white people. It's because he's a jock. See, folks like me and my white lady girlfriend have an incurable fetish for doing the down and dirty thing with sponge jocks, like my close and personal friend, O.J. Hey, don't touch that. Could, could you move off a little bit, O.J.? I most, you put your hand. you taking me. me. Don't touch that again. <laughs> Get out of there. Where
9: to put my
10: hands? Don't worry about your hands. I could Find out more know. about OJ disease. Still employed he at this station. Cool. Oh,
9: man.
4: It's uh, 114 at 560 WQM. 5670560. Pound £560 on the 18T line. Here's a mobile at Homestead. Hello. I want to get crucified. <laughs> All right. I'll pray for you, sir. Here's a mobile in Davy. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? Okay. Uh, I got a quick
9: Ken Jenny story for you. Yes. Uh, I just applied for a uh, BSO to be a uh, police officer there. And, uh, I fill out my application form. Everything was in order. Everything was well done professionally. Uh, a week later I get a uh, reply saying that my name has been removed from further consideration due to the fact that I put, I smoked weed twice in high school. Oh my god. And, uh, that was over four Uh, Actually, five years ago.
4: Yeah, you you uh, gotta lie, man. You have to lie. You can't be uh, honest. You You have to lie a lot. The
11: funny thing is about it is that I served, I just served four years in the Coast Guard.
4: Right.
7: On an
11: elite counter narcotics team. So, you know, they're judging my moral character on what I did, you know, in in high school. Mm -hmm. So I called the officer in charge of recruitment and I go, you know, what's the problem here? And he's like, um, you know, you fall well outside our standards.
7: Yeah, you're a pothead.
11: Yeah,
9: exactly. I go, you know, whose standards are these? And he goes to the Sheriff's, Ken Jennings. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's Ken Jenny for you. That's all I got,
4: now. Probably did you a big favor, man. <laughs> Good luck.
12: Uh, thank you, Neil.
4: How do you like that? The man that put the BS in the BS, oh! Ken Jenny. Don't want those weed people. Those potheads smoked a couple of pin joints uh, with Clarence Thomas a few years ago. Well, and, you know, pin joint, pinhead that's Ken Jenny. Greatest fascist we ever had. He makes all the rest of me. He makes Nick Navarro look like a great guy. miss him now. You know, with that white hair? Here's Durrell. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Okay.
6: I was at uh, Specs Saturday. Oh, no. Okay, listen. It was great. It was great. Uh, You were great, actually. The problem was I live in Homestead. I drove all the way up from Homestead. Oh. And uh, I was the guy with the uh, Keith Kachuk jersey on. I don't know if you remember me, but...
4: Right, of yeah. course.
6: Okay, and uh it was great. Thanks for signing the picture and everything like that, but...
4: You bought the CD? I did. I did. <laughs> I, got, oh.
6: uh, I, I got home. Everything was great until the Britney Spears song came on and started skipping around like crazy. Oh. oh. And that's my favorite. I went, oh, no, you know, on top of the fact that all the way up Homestead and the keychains were there, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that it was
4: worse. In addition to which we got people going to the specs all over town and uh, you know, they don't have the disc either. It's just another part of a disaster. I you know, I have to ask myself, why do I get involved in this every year? Why do I keep doing this? I mean it's a great charity. I gave a big check of my own on Saturday, but why do I do this? You know, what well, what's the point? This is a lot of aggravation. it was a great event, it was one of the best I've ever had. That place was packed. Right. It
6: was packed, a we great We were packing time. it. Yeah, I had a great time, but uh but thanks again. Well and, just uh, hang
4: on to it, we'll uh, replace it for you, okay? Sounds good. Please. Thanks. Uh, you know, son, I'm, I'm getting ready to do a duff. I am. I'm getting ready to do a duff right here. I just, I can't deal with this. I mean, you know, if it would have been a bad turnout or something, and maybe like five people would have shown up, and they all turned out to be a bunch of jerks or something, then who the hell cares, you know? But it was one of our all-time best appearances. We had a zillion people, some of them driving from as far as Fort Myers coming over here. I Oh, we haven't heard from them yet. Can you imagine? And I got news for you: they're not going to be driving back from Fort Myers to swap their CD. We'll have to do it by mail, and we'll pay the postage. As the nightmares just continue here at WQM, the source of continuous, never-ending embarrassment. You got to admit one thing, folks: we may not be good, but at least we're consistent. (gasps) We're consistently embarrassing. You got the golf tournament. You got the. uh, You got it all. Then you got Pedro Guerrero, too. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Thanks for the order. Specs was dynamite, and uh, the, D, uh, the CD skipped, so uh, I guess there's going to be a giant. Sounds like uh, Woody to me. Five six seven oh, five, sixty, pound 560 on the AT. Who the hell are you kidding, okay? Call back up on the sports shows as Steve from Hollywood, okay, jackass? They're not on to you yet. You only call like 4,000 times a day. They're a little slow, those people at screen that screen the calls on the sports shows. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir.
6: Hey, uh, you were talking about the school issue last week. How what the how how bad the schools are. Mm-hmm. I just found out that you don't even need a master's degree to become a teacher here.
11: All you need is an undergraduate degree.
4: I think all okay. you need is B.S.
11: And I think that's that's a major major. I mean, you see how easy anyone could go be, go get an undergrad degree. It's not um, that obviously.
4: hard. obviously. You see some of the teachers that they interview on television. These people are so illiterate that uh, they shouldn't even let them into the building, much less have them teaching.
6: Yeah, and it's it's just a shame that I mean these people don't even uh, I I read an article where um, this teacher I don't know what county was in
12: Florida she was she was grading these papers and she, the the parents all complained cause she graded the paper totally
11: incorrect everything was wrong she thought she's a total bitch
9: right
6: stupid stupid people we have in in, in Florida bitch. right that's
4: all I got Neil okay if you want a good education man then hit the border that's all I can tell you see ya. Like this morning, I'm coming to work and one of these big fat Angel Mama type school bus drivers, she's, she's pulling up on the other side. I'm coming east on Ives Derry and she's going west in the school bus toward that school up there by a PP park. And she's, she's start, she's braking and she's got the wings, the stop sign wings up. But the problem is she's still zooming along. She had him out for a block and a half and the rest of us on the other side of the street, cause there's no divide, uh, you know, there's no median in the road. So you got to stop. Uh, we're like, well, we're going to have to stop. Are we not? Who the hell knows? And to make a long story short, we didn't stop on that side because she's going like a block and a half with her stop wings out. This crazy bitch and come to find out it's the same bus and the same bitch that I told you last week. Remember one day she was stopped there and took a little bit of a nap till I leaned on the horn. Well, you know, when you're that big and fat, like Jesse Ventura says, including me, all you fat people like me, move away from the table. And he's supposed to apologize for that, too. This is the fattest country in the world. Fifty percent of us are obese, fat, unhealthy, dying from fat. And because he had the nerve to say that, that also makes him a bad guy. Heathen bastard. Bald heathen bastard.
7: Here's Tampa. Hello. Tampa. Hello. Hello. Going once. Okay,
4: they're not there. First I thought it was the phone line, then it's just to them. Well, you know what I always say? Tampa. 567-0560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay.
6: I just wanted to congratulate you on the Leafs win over my uh, Montreal Canadiens. Yes, sir.
4: Go Leafs, go, baby. Oh. Good girl played great. Oh man. And even without that, uh, in fact, Corey Cross that they just picked up on defense. Corey played a pretty good game. I taped it. I saw the entire thing.
6: Yeah. I still, I think Montreal still needs to pick up. I mean, they got so much. Oh, Montreal, money. you
4: guys, if you guys win 15 games this year, you'll be lucky. They're, they're bad.
6: <sighs> I was looking at, uh, I was reading Sports Associate, whatever they're showing the, uh, preview of NHL season and all that. Yeah. I think that Montreal finishing, I don't know, 20th or 25th or whatever. I think they're least...
4: finish about 45th in a 28-team <laughs> league. I mean, I
6: think, I think they'll, the Molson people made so much money, and, and everybody else goes and watches No, but you know game.
4: something? You're wrong. They lost $3.8 million in that arena last year because they got to pay almost $12 million taxes, and that's why those uh, Canadian teams are screaming with the government yeah. trying to get that lottery money because uh, other than Toronto, they're all uh, losing their ass.
6: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Hopefully, Toronto's good enough to uh, represent Canada. The yes, time sir. Go,
4: I, think, I say all the way this year, baby. I don't care what those naysayers are saying about they'll never get 97 points again and they overachieved last year. They got all these young kids, Mike Johnson and Stevie yes. Sullivan, and all these young guys. They're going to be even better this year. They got another year of experience under their belt.
6: I hope so. When are you going down and uh, catch a game? Or going up, I should say. When
4: am I going to Toronto? Yeah. As soon as possible. I oh, am. Yeah. I think tomorrow sounds good. Have a great day, pal. All right, thanks. Go Leaf go. that's what uh, foster Hill would say. Five six seven O oh, five sixty, pound five sixty on the AT and T Wireless Line. Here's a mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Jacob. Jacob, how you doing, sweetheart? Pretty good and yourself? Alright. Alright, I just want to say thank you for the autographs and uh oh, you, very you, nice you, you didn't buy the new C D, did you? What's that? Did you buy the new C D? Yeah, of
6: course. You oh. autographed it for me. Oh no. I didn't hear what was going on. I've been on and off all day. I'll bet. And the radio, too.
4: Have you been listening to it?
6: Uh, I listen to my favorites. I let my girlfriend listen, you know, that kind of deal. But I was just calling to say thank you. And uh, But the
4: CDs are all screwed up, Jacob. Oh, are they? So Which please, songs
6: are there that are screwed up? Because I have it sitting here in front of me.
4: Well, it all depends on your CD. I mean, you know.
6: Ah, I'll have on, to listen through They,
4: they skip and the uh, fidelity is all screwed up. But we're going to get them repressed. So if you hang on to yours, that will give you an excuse to come and see me again.
6: I'll come and see you anytime you want. All right. All right, Neil. Thanks a lot, buddy.
4: Good to see you. See you, you at there is a wonderful young man right there. Oh, I can't tell you how wonderful. Now, he's just a good guy, okay? The fact that he looks good, I mean, does that mean anything to me? Uh-huh. You bet he does. He's a great guy. 5670560, oh, pound 560. We had so many good people. Like I said, we had wonderful people. These people want to see us. They want They love us. They love me. They love this show. They might even, by osmosis, listen to other parts of this radio station, Maybe. And what do we do again? Again, we give people a shaft. We just got through giving them the shaft with that stupid golf tournament and embarrassing a whole bunch of people, including some sponsors. Now we're giving them the shaft with these crappy-ass CDs, which George tells me, by the way, they sent overseas for the CDs. That They got impressed by some bunch of illegal aliens, probably at Kathy Lee's plant, probably in a sweatshop somewhere in goddamn uh, Latin America with Kathy Lee, that bitch. God. How many ways can you say, I'm sorry? How many ways can you say that? I'm sorry, I'm humiliated, I'm mortified. Although, I'll tell you one thing, I'm getting used to it because I work here. When you work in this radio station,
7: when you wake up in the morning, you're embarrassed.
4: Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, Question about the mini dish. Uh, How do you get the local channels? Is there like a special? You don't. None at all. Now somebody called. Uh, it's funny you should mention that because somebody called a week or two ago, right? And said that they had some kind of a package coming out where you're going to get the local uh, network affiliates too. Because see, they took the network affiliates off. If you can pick up your local channels, you can't get them. Right. But they said that they're going to put the local affiliates on there, which would mean you, know, you wouldn't need the cable at all anymore.
2: Oh, okay. Which, guy to to the street.
4: All, all of us would say. Oh. Great. Right.
6: Okay. Good enough. That. You're
4: going to say, guy across the street has got one. Guy
6: across the street's got a dish. And he says he's got a, some kind of a special antenna. I haven't seen it yet, but
4: that he picks up all the local stuff with. And right. uh, a few of my buddies just picked up some, this dish. So I thought, you know, if you need a name or the kind of that special antenna for the local stuff. Well, you know, when you when you have you bought the dish yet? No, I haven't myself. No. Well, when you, if you're going to get one, when you talk to whoever you have installed it for you, just tell them because I think that they've got like a little. It's just a small antenna that they put on the depending on where you live that they put right, uh they attach it to the dish.
2: And oh, that, that, right, okay. That's
4: all you need to pick up your local channels, and you can kiss the cable goodbye. There you go. All right, thanks. Okay, see ya. Which is always a great feeling when you kiss the cable goodbye. Mm. Makes me, I get excited just thinking about it. And, of course, if you had that small dish, you would have seen all the football games yesterday. Like I said, there were some bad ones. There were some pretty exciting ones. How about Mike Ditka, huh? Too bad, Mike. Oh, my God, talk about a blowjob. Even Monica would have embarrassed. Bears score 14. They score two touchdowns, like in the last minute and a half, whatever it was, and beat New Orleans. And Mike is there slamming his headset on the ground. Nice going, Mike. Calm down.
0: What is a Buffalo Bill? Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rambo 4 and 5. How are you? John Rambo's still alive. I wanna make movies four and five. My life ain't going great, plan to Hollywood's broke. Unfortunately, I speak like I had a stroke first blood came in 82 that's when I hurt my penis and it never ever grew, Rambo 2 was in 85 late uh, Rambo 3 was in 88 shooting and two is my gun. I did not make this movie with my son uh, his name is Sage he was in Rocky 5 and Daylight the tunnel movie, a little bit of cash is what I need, I gotta get a loan from Apollo Creed I gotta have another hit movie, or a Broadway a show like that, uh, he. I guess nobody ever saw cop man. It was stupid. Uh, I guess I understand. My whole life is about to cave in. All I got left is Jennifer Flavin. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I need to make grandma foreign. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Take it out, so call me up. I really need a script. I can do dialogue or keep it zipped. I like comedy, action, adventure, and drama. The the only thing I will not do is have sex with a llama. So give me a break, for goodness sake. I used to be on Oprah, now I can't get on Ricky Lake. Right now I got a one-man show in Poughkeepsie. Basically, I'm an unemployed gypsy. A little bit of cash is what I need. I gotta get a loan from Apollo Creed. I gotta have another hit movie. Or a Broadway show like Benaheim. I guess nobody ever saw Copland. <laughs> it was stupid, so I understand. My whole life's about to cave in. All I got left is Jennifer Flavin. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I need to make Rambo 4 and 5. How uh, you? Absolutely.
4: 133 at 560 WQM. Here's a uh, ridiculous fact from the CEO guy, the CEO guy, whoever he is. says, you're a Maple Leaf fan and a Panther fan. I know that's because you're still soft on your childhood team, whatever the hell that means. I'm not soft. I'm hard about my uh, childhood team and my lifelong team. The Bills were also your hometown team. Like, I'm from Buffalo. Am I from Buffalo? No. Although I was a Bills fan uh, in earlier years when they were in the old AFL when I lived up there in Batavia. And now you come across as a Dolphin fan. <laughs> I'm a Dolphin fan? No. Why the hell did I say that? Please give us your thoughts on the game's outcome. I think you're interested in the Flutie comeback as a hometown guy and would hate to see a Skin fluty event. Now, I'd like to see a Skin fluty event, but not with anybody playing in that game tonight. Maybe with Jacob. How do you like that? I think the Bills are going to kick their ass. How do you like that, sir? I'm sure it will make you happy. Because I think that the whole league is, I mean, they found parody, all right? They got mediocrity. You watch those games like yesterday. Mediocre, I mean, real crap. And if Jimmy thinks that these guys are something special, oh, just remember that they struggle, they just barely squeak by a horrendous, a grotesque Arizona team with Jake the Plumber, who threw, what, 120 interceptions in that one game, something like that? Uh-huh. They're a joke. They're worse than a joke. I'm a, I am come across as a Dolphin fan. In addition to which, I'm not a fan of either one of the teams. I like the Patriots, baby. Oh. What, they suck, too. Talk about squeaking by a girls team like that game yesterday. Unbelievable. Pathetic performance. Here's Miami. Hello.
9: Hey, how you doing? Okay, sir. I saw him meet the press yesterday. Yes. And, uh, you know, I tend to vote Republican all the time.
4: Mm-hmm. But I,
11: I, You know something? I meet you right in the middle when it comes to Jesse Ventura because yeah. I think he's fantastic. Yes, he is. You know, something? it's nice to hear somebody... He just calls it like he says. He's not not another
4: politically correct bullcrap artist.
9: Right. And he he said that. He said it's so easy to get the politically correct answer, and that's what's wrong with career politicians. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at Tailhook, right? Remember the the answers? They just, this media keeps trying to nail him left and right. They keep
4: trying to twist what he was really trying to say.
9: Right. And you know something? They just, uh, I don't know. I'm just fed up with career
11: politicians. I mean, the Republican Party ran Bob Dole, a dead man. Mm-hmm. This time you're running Al Gore or Bill Bradley. No offense, they just don't have too much charisma. You know, right? I don't know. But if, if Jesse, well, how about
4: George W. He's a, he's a, just as exciting as they are.
11: No, you know something. Though? I'm tired of the establishment picks. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of just status quo. I'm tired of just okay what the lobbyists think or that's what's wrong. I yeah, mean, we you know we need
4: you, to draft Jesse before it's too late.
11: I, I don't know how you get a minute. I mean, he said Colin Powell is going to be his running mate, Oh. You know, I might go back to George Bush with that yeah, one. Yeah, I
4: might have a colon problem if yeah. that happens.
11: I don't know how you get him in the race, but I tell you what, you know, that he's a breath of fresh air. It's nice to hear somebody who calls it like he sees it and just says, hey, no
4: bull crap. This is what we need to do. Amen. All right. And I'll pray for us. See ya. Okay. Five six seven oh 5, five sixty Oh, the Lord the good Lord you're gonna burn in hell yeah right same old tired crap from silly superstitious people just like the guy in the meat locker at Michigan State just like Demetrius Underwood with a knife in his neck all these crazy crazy people drinking their Kool Aid Kool shaving their nuts off chopping their nuts off uh they eating their tapioca pudding etc. I would keep my eye on Joe Costello. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in a cult isn't that what they say that guys in cults start by shaving off shaving their nuts uh huh. Here's a mobile in Tamarack. Hello.
1: Hello, Neil. Yes. I got two questions. Number one
6: with hockey. What is the story with Harry Sinden? Does he want to win or is he looking to prove What is the point?
4: story? Is that You know something? I, even as much of a cheap prick as he is, I am so excited that the guy that this year they finally got together and they stopped paying the big bucks to these because hockey was going to go the same way as baseball and all these other sports and basketball. It was turning into a joke. And they finally got together and they said, you know what? You want all that money? Too bad. Go sit on your ass. Just like in Mike Rear, that Sparta up in Edmonton, they offered him a million dollars a year, and he didn't want to take it, and Glenn Sather said, you know what? I hope you enjoy your retirement, Mike.
1: I mean, they didn't sign Chris, uh Christich. and it's, it's yeah. obviously there's collusion with the whole league. You think they'll sign Defoe? I mean, he's a key man for them. Without him, they don't make the playoffs. You know
4: something? The sooner or later you have to put your foot down and leave it to a cheap prick like Harry Sinden to be the one to do Nobody it. Nobody
1: squeezes it more than Harry. That's right. Uh, another thing. This and is by a- the way,
4: the Leafs and the Bruins tonight.
1: I know. Another thing, this is an the story. I just got back from public. You know, the lotto was down yesterday.
4: Yeah, right. This
1: is unbelievable. So I go in there and I'm waiting online. And for some reason, everybody online that wants to buy a lotto is over the year of death. And they all got, why do they have to go up with the carts with them? They finally get to me. Mm-hmm. And a lady sticks a mug and she wants to know the numbers. And she's writing, this is great, she's writing the numbers of the lotto on a coupon. She sticks her, So I stick my head right in her face and I said, lady, you know, I'm ahead of you. What are you doing? She don't even answer me. So yeah. just for you, I gave her a big, oh, and that was that. Play Oy. Britney Spears, please.
4: Okay. You got it. Take yeah. care, pal. Bye. <laughs> hey, maybe I'll play it off the best of CD. It'll go <sighs> like that for no extra charge. Yeah, I'll play Britney Spears if I can find that disc over here if Rimmer didn't lose it in the middle of a pot skiing through all my stuff and putting my stuff over here in a big heap in a big pile. You know, there was no need for that, but don't worry. It'll never happen again, Rimmer, because you'll never use this room again. You bastard,
2: tell me that you love my eyes. But I know that you keep on checking up my eyes. Don't blame you, cuz I'm very good. Check out my breath. in my ears. And it sounds so far. But if you wanna date me You're slow things about me I don't think you know I'm underage 17 You should be scared of me Cause you could go to jail if you're with me let it up
4: at 560 WQM, your home of never-ending psychosis, embarrassment, humiliation, degradation, and they love it. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey,
11: how you doing, Neil? Great. Uh, first off, I want to say you know, it was great seeing you on uh, Saturday at Specs. Uh, loved, uh, I didn't even realize what you had autographed on my uh, CD for me until I got home, and I, I almost lost it when I saw what you wrote. What did I write? Uh, cane, the the Cane's Blow. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, you remember me? I don't know if you remember. I was like the second guy in line. Right. Okay. But
2: uh blow. That's
11: right. This was a great weekend. Uh, not only, you know, the Canes, you know, I'm not even worried about them, but uh, I'm St- Steve loose. Did you oh, i love seeing Steve Square lose. I loved it. I saw did
4: the you, did end did you, think, it, yeah. you know,
11: have you ever looked there? Do you, does it look like he's constipated when he's on the sidelines?
4: You can almost smell it. I
11: mean, it really. I mean, he looks like he's just got, like, this grimacing look. And, he, you
4: know, he is an obnoxious guy. I can't uh, stand him. I cannot, you know... Uh, you know, and how about those Spartans, forty-nine to three? Hey, oh! hey, hey, you know how what? about Tommy Brady there from Michigan? Even though I don't like Michigan, but that's my boy Tommy Brady. Oh! Great game. Notre Dame game. Dame almost lost. Yeah, They had to the call into the Vatican again. You could see that at the end of the game. They had to the call. in hey, that's okay. They're they got them up. pinned back there in their own two-yard line, and they drive ninety-eight yards. You know what was fixed?
11: Touchdown! Jesus came right. in here for him. Exactly. But uh, oh, you know, I got a uh, report for you on Saturday night. I know you did probably watch. You know, and probably hardly anybody watched the show, but I, the Howard Stern show on CBS. No. You would have loved it. At the very end of the show, they had, they had uh, whatever one of his idiots out there on the golf course chasing OJ with a microphone. Really, asking him about the knife, if he's got a knife with him, and everything like that. And OJ's getting all mad, and OJ grabbed the uh microphone, and he wouldn't let him wouldn't let go of it, and the microphone too. And uh yeah so he he got the ranger out there and the ranger said he couldn't leave you know I mean he couldn't force him to leave cuz it's a public course so mm-hmm. okay, it was all ticked off and everything. oh man exactly so it was great but
4: no, uh, no, let me just put it this way nobody with a brain no decent person wants anything to do with him nobody wants to be within 10 miles of him
11: yeah but, I mean, it is it is fun, you know, just to screw around with them and stuff like that, you know, just to, like that. I mean, I wouldn't want the guy's autograph. I can't believe people were actually asking yeah, for Yeah, he, he'd autograph.
4: be fun to put up on a crucifix. He'd be kind of fun.
11: You know, and, uh you know, but, um, all right, Neil, Uh love the CD, except for the parts that don't work. Well, but,
4: just uh, hang on to it. We'll swap it. Okay. Uh, the CD or I think. See ya. Okay. We'll swap it for you. Get you a new one. And the CD, too. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Sunrise. Hello. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hey,
6: let me ask you a question. When you said that, that uh, there's no available spots at other stations, has your agent been actively seeking other spots, or I mean,
4: my agent is as useless as breasts on a bullfrog. Yeah, and uh, I
6: just that's you... why
4: that's why I'm here today, sir, because yeah. my agent is busy thinking, pretending that he's a. Uh, sports agent, that he's a uh, he's a wannabe. My agent, my lawyer, good friend, nice guy, but is as useless as breast on his microphone. I just
6: hope you don't have to compete with Hendry. And um, listen, another thing, with uh, as far as Chris Moore is concerned, you don't know what he's doing now, do you? No. I All right, no problem. All right,
4: thanks. I'm probably yeah, playing with it right now. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Christina Moore, they want to know about. How do you like that? We're sitting here having a nervous breakdown. They want to know about Moron! Mm-hmm. Any spy reports on uh, jigs from the other night? I didn't hear it, of course, being at the uh, arena myself. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's Coral Springs. Hello.
1: Neil, did you see the front page of the Sun Sentinel today about this new college, the Patrick Henry College? Yes isn't that un- goody,
4: goody two shoes right wing we won't uh, touch anybody we won't do it we won't touch ourselves that's just what we need baby that's,
1: that's un- they'll be coming down to florida next
6: it's unbelievable
4: yeah that's, why, why that's, is it unbelievable well it's
6: it's, it's we're that's heading part in that of the direction American
4: sickness man it's hypocrisy everything is evil everybody's got to be a goody two shoes and the fact is the overwhelming majority of the public don't want anything to do with them
1: yeah, but they but they but they get the voice. Their voice is out there, like this wacko Pat Robertson. Yeah, they're, his voice is out there. Everybody. Yeah, he's got about a about
4: voice, and they keep they keep putting that smug, smiling son of a bitch on here, and nobody pays any attention to him anyway. He's small potatoes now.
1: Well, that's what. But they, I could see him with, with scholars like this. This will be right up his alley. It'll, it'll fuel him and, and, yeah, and right the other back. wacko.
4: Yeah, right. Okay, see you at the passport office. Okay, just calm down. Hysterical. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five
7: sixty on the AT and T line.